Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 158. We are back. NBA yeah, back. season preview. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. And uh, back to doing what we do best, NBA Basketball. season previews every year. I'm ready. Where are, you, where are we starting? L.A.? They've had the most eventful preseason, I would, I would think. Why do you say that? Just because they've looked really bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. Chicago has looked great, and nobody really cares because it's preseason. Yeah. But the Lakers have, and the Lakers have been trash. I think their bubble championship year, they were trash in the preseason. Yeah. They uh, were. But they look so bad. They were that, bad in the beginning of the season in that year, too. Exactly. But yeah. they look so bad that people are noticing. And I've never seen that in the preseason where people are like, oh my God, like, maybe the Lakers aren't that good. Right, yeah. What are, you've seen a little bit more. What do you think? Um, I, from what I've seen, Anthony Davis. First of all, he looks overweight, right? I feel like that everyone has seen that by now. But from how they're playing, everyone. He looks like he fits in the least to me, based on how they're playing so far. Like obviously during the season, he's one of those guys he likes to exploit his his mismatches. Um, he's gonna back people down more, but now with this ISO thing that he was doing last season that we both criticized at times, it looks really bad with Westbrook out there. Like yes. it looks horrific. I I just don't understand why it. It's almost like that's the only way he could play now. It looks like that, yeah. And we we know that's not true, but right. I'm not I'm not sure. I I, I think that Vogel and LeBron feel that that stretches the floor the best, I guess. But stretches the floor for who at this point, right? Like I hope they don't think like that cuz they're they're dumber than I thought if they do. Cuz he's a guy He's never showed me the ability to handle double teams. No, he hasn't. Never, he and he's turns they've doubled the ball him over with, a lot. From double yeah, teams. and they double him with like randoms. It's not specific like size guys. Right. Regular yeah. guards come double him, and he doesn't know how to react. Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I'm not saying their season is like it's code red. Obviously. Right. I think they'll be fine. They're obviously going to win a lot of games. They have depth. Uh, yeah, you know, a couple of their guys like Monk is hurt. Mm-hmm. I think Monk will even out the rotation a little bit more. Yeah, but I can't, I can't pick this team to win a title if two, one of their stars doesn't belong on the floor, another star is overweight, and then LeBron's in the middle of all that, not really playing. I know at, at his age too, right? You know? And then you have a team full of, you know, for lack of a better term, renegades with Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk and Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, it's just... And the only one that's fit in is some guy named Austin Reeves. Yeah. None of their signings... Just signed this year, by the way. Like, yeah. Towards the beginning of the preseason, they signed him. None of the guys they picked up in the... I mean, Melo's obvious. You know, he's going to fit. 
He's going to do what he does, yeah. But none of the guards, either they haven't played or they haven't really looked good out there, including Westbrook. And Horton Tucker has taken a step down from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, he had one nice dunk, but... I also don't know what he's out there for. <laughs> Me either, man. It looks like he just kind of puts pressure on the defense here and there, but yeah, it, the defense doesn't care really what he does. Because he has like a ceiling to what he's gonna, how he's gonna hurt you, how much he's gonna hurt you as a, you know, defense. Yeah. So, I guess, and I don't want to stick with the Lakers too long because there's a lot of teams I like that I want to talk about, but yeah, it's gonna come down to LeBron, obviously. But the the problem is, last year he he was forcing the team to get involved way too much. Mm-hmm. And by the time it's like we're a quarter and a half into the game and we have to be down 20 to figure out that the team is not involved. Yeah. So in LeBron, who's not as maybe not as quite dominant as he used to be, he can't recover from that. Right. He doesn't have the capability. At least he didn't against Phoenix. Right. And Phoenix to me, wasn't that great defensively. I agree. So it was very, it was in spurts, but right. Yeah. But for him not to be able to control the game anymore, at least in the playoffs, it's yeah. going to come back to haunt them this year. Yeah. Even if they're sure. healthy, which you know they won't be. Of course not. So they they have a lot of concerns, mm-hmm. but they also have a lot of time to figure it out. So I'm not too stressed about it. I tell you what, if Anthony Davis is in tip-top shape, I mean, DeAndre looks great. Like he looks, he's gonna get a lot of minutes some nights. Oh yeah, for them. I mean, he's he fits perfectly. He does exactly what Westbrook needs him to do. He does exactly what LeBron needs him to do. He does exactly what Anthony Davis needs him to do. But I could see a lineup without Anthony Davis out there on the floor at times for a long stints of the game. Um, yeah. Not saying that he's not gonna start or he's not gonna finish the game, but I could see his limits definitely decreasing. Um, when they want to go to a more controlled, spread the floor, pass the ball kind of game, you know? Because yeah. he's a ball stopper. I mean, we've talked about that all season. He holds the ball for a long time in the shot clock, and this team doesn't look like a team that is going to do that. Yeah, and I just don't understand why he only does that now. It's a good question. You know, hopefully maybe Rondo could help him out. But, again, if you're not willing to get up and down and play pick and roll and move around, you're going to get exposed like you did last year. Yeah. Anthony Davis needs to develop a consistent and quicker catch-and-shoot, like, uh, you know, ability. Because this that um pivot move he does where he catches it and then he dips real low and it takes him a long time to get the shot off yeah. and guys end up maybe hitting him on the wrist by the time he lets the shot go off cuz he shoots so slow that they're not going to be able to do that with this roster not at all yeah and and the problem the other problem is their roster has become more dependent on him to be a good defensive team yeah, they like have. they only look good defensively with him out there, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even want to get back. So, like with LeBron's turnover problems, 
combine that with Westbrook's turnover problems. With two big men that are foul prone, Dwight and DeAndre are both, I mean, they'll foul out of games, nothing. You know, that's common. Westbrook will foul out of a game, common. You know, I mean, Ellington can't stay in front of anybody. It just towards the end of the season, their turnovers and their response to their turnovers was, to me, the ugliest in the league. And then they added the turnover king. God, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. It like Harden, I understand Harden's turnovers. Mm -hmm. With with Russ, it's just awful decision making all the time. Right. Right. So if you're doing that in the preseason, it's not going to translate well. You're not going to wake up opening night and make every right play. Right. At least Harden like tries to throw a risky bounce pass and it hits somebody in the leg and he gets back on D. Like Westbrook just throws it straight out of bounds. You know, it's like bad alley oop goes off the backboard, nobody's back, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh who who's next? We could talk about the Clippers a little bit. Stay with LA. Okay. They're battling injuries early, of course. Always, right. always will be. Right. Um, Do you think Paul George could keep this team in the top tier of the West? Yes. I did too. But Ty Lue has to buy into that. And in the playoffs, he really was reluctant to buy all the way into it. It was and by like the time selective. He did, yeah, and by the time he did, it was too late, or he wouldn't do it for the full game. I think the playoffs showed us, if anything for this Clippers team, it showed us that Paul George can be the leader of this team. And the ball can go through him all, every time down court. Yeah. He played point for like three games in their final series. So I, I agree, man. I the reason I agree is because of the playoff run. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't consistent, but P- Paul George, I've seen him dominate the regular season before. Yeah. And this team, the way they move the ball, especially without Kawhi, mm-hmm. uh, they're capable of beating anybody. Yeah. And they're like, defensively, they're kind of weird because sometimes they're awful, but they do find a way to get stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they'll be fine, but again, it's going to come down to can Paul George be the best player almost every night? Yeah, and the thing is, they got they got some new personnel. You know, they got Bledsoe, they got Ibaka's back. That's fair. Um, they picked someone else up, didn't they? Uh, maybe not. <clears throat> but here's but, the uh, issue: I do have a slight concern. Because a lot of their problems in the playoffs were covered mm-hmm. by Reggie Jackson's incredible play. Mm-hmm. He's back. Are they, are they? I mean, he's back, yes. But yeah. does he continue that, what he did in the playoffs, is my <laughs> concern. I think he does. I think he does. But it's like, how much of that will they need is, is I guess, the real concern. Well, I think one thing is... And... This can be for better or for worse. Bledsoe is clearly more of a threat than Patrick Beverly was on offense. Now, it may not be 
that it's much more. Look, it's not gonna look good every night. It might look right. rough some nights. It may look rough some nights, but it's it's to the point where Bledsoe can drive and kick better than Beverly ever can. Beverly barely gets by guys. If it if he does, it's like I'm going straight to the basket. Like this, his kickout game was non-existent because. Yeah. If he blew Beverly, past somebody, yeah. he had to lay it up. And Beverly, like, misses layups, like, easy ones. Right. And that's not really Bledsoe's. Bledsoe <laughs> no. doesn't miss a lot of layups. If Bledsoe right. goes to the bats, he goes strong. He may get fouled. He may miss both free throws, but at least you got a foul on the big guy, at least. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Bledsoe being more of a threat definitely helps Reggie because now you have two, you have dual threats at the guards. You have Paul George still being able to shoot. Bledsoe has pretty good vision also. So um, I think that'll free up Reggie in different ways than Beverly could have. Because a lot of times Reggie just played good because Beverly wasn't in the game. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times it it was just great individual play. It had nothing Mm -hmm. to do. Like Paul George, a lot of it was ball movement and, you know, guys creating shots for him. With Reggie Jackson, it was none of that. Right. Because everything yeah. was individual and ISO. And when Kawhi wasn't there, Paul George could get on a roll and he would keep getting the ball. And that that was so huge in the playoffs. And that's, a, I mean, Bledsoe is one of those guys, he plays basketball. If you're feeling it, Bledsoe brings it right back to you. He did it with Greek Freak. Uh, you know, he's, he did it with Zion this past year. You know, um, He's a different kind of teammate in that way. Bledsoe will take a back seat for the whole game sometimes. Even if it's yeah. even if you do need him to score, sometimes he will take that back seat. So um I think that'll be fine. I I think that'll be I think yeah. that'll be pretty good. Ibaka, like you said, getting Ibaka back was really, really, really huge. Yeah, it evens out their front court depth a little bit because Zubac, like he's he's showed me a lot of good things, especially in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. he's he's foul trouble prone. Right, you know, so you need. And they had to go with that depth. weird. Right, yeah. And they went to that weird lineup with Batum at the center. Yeah, yeah. And Aiton was eating. And they only only uh, Utah couldn't guard that. Right. So, but he couldn't guard Gobert either. Right. So. All right, um, I'm I'm definitely I'm excited to see them. I I really do want to see. I'd like to see what peak Bledsoe and peak Paul George looks like on the same time, you know, at the same time on the court. Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. Happens, but... I just, I, I'm not excited to see them, but I think they'll be per, like way better than people think. <laughs> but I, I like, I kind of have to see it then. Cause I've seen Paul George be great. It's not, it's not a yeah. surprise. Like it's not something I'm looking for because I, I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm, Again, I'm confident that they'll win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Bulls. Let's take it to the East. You okay. mentioned the Bulls earlier. Okay. Their highlights have been, you know, very prominent already. Yes. They look spectacular, man. And their depth is crazy. At at least at the guard spot. Depth. They got the... um. Desunmo from Illinois, the rookie. They got Kobe White still. Add Caruso, add Ball, add DeRozan, and Levine. It's just, and then they got Derrick Jones Jr. too with yeah. Levine and oh DeRozan. 
He's a good guy to start at the four for them. He is. He is. He's an underrated four because, I mean, he, he can go both ways, three, four. He's long enough. He obviously jumps high enough to block anybody's shot. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the chemistry obviously looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that already I'm looking at, like, Levine is much more of a willing passer than I've seen, even than more than last year. I was going to say the exact same thing, man. They have a bunch of willing passers now, finally. Yep, yep. and yeah. I, I told you, as soon as I saw them, I hit you up saying, dude, Lonzo and Caruso out there at the same time is, like, the peak of team basketball. It is. Because those yeah. guys aren't capable of being ISO players They'll move the ball, but they'll be aggressive at the same time. They, they don't take bad shots. Exactly. Nobody on this team takes bad shots. Exactly. It, well, it looks like so far. Uh, Again, there there's off-season signings, as far as chemistry goes, have yeah. been top tier. Yeah. And DeRozan, you know, maybe three, four years ago, I would have questioned DeRozan as a chemistry fit. Mm-hmm. But we saw in San Antonio that he could be a good team player. Yeah, he could be more than just like a ISO mismatch guy. He's he's whatever you need him to be. Exactly. Now, you exactly. know, and at that time, Toronto they didn't really have much else for him to be too right. much of a team player. <laughs> and now it's it's, I mean, he played point guard and he played power forward for San Antonio. And, he's done it all. And, and DeRozan thrived. Yeah, he thrived in San Antonio, and they didn't even have that good of spacing. No, they didn't. Which is something I would think DeRozan would need, and this team is only better at that. Right. So, it's hard for me to picture this team losing too many games, to be honest. Yeah, and you got Billy Donovan coaching, and you got Vucevic back. I mean, it's just... He's already already designed plays for them. That back door, that's a play. You can see it, because they... Every highlight I've seen has been the same back door cut. For, from everybody. Yep. You know, they yep. overload on one side. A guy comes up. He goes back door. And it's having those guys, those leapers going back door is just stupid, man. Everybody yeah. has gotten a dunk already in preseason. So. I think they're going to be so much fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I had to pick a concern or reach for one is can they get stops? Mm-hmm. Because uh, Vucevic isn't really a shot blocker, you know. Derek Jones is a, like a highlight guy. He doesn't get stops. Right. So maybe defensively they'll have problems, especially when we get closer to the playoffs. But, yeah. again, this team has the firepower to overcome that, even if they can't get stops. Yeah, and I'm not even I'm not even sure who their backup center is. Me um, neither. Yeah, because they let Tice go. I'm not sure who plays backup center for them. So that, that was my concern. I The guard depth is there. It's amazing. Probably the best guard depth in the league. But they're down low. Mm, it, it is curious to see. You know, it's going to be curious to see how they do get stops. But I tell you what, there's one thing. If they get stops, is off to the races on this team. I feel like they're going to lead the league in fast break points. I, I don't know how they don't. Yeah, you know, because Caruso's one of those guys. He gets the steal. He's going straight to the takes basket. off. Lonzo, same thing. Levine, DeRozan. I mean, these guys are athletes. Lonzo looks up. He makes that. He likes that little quarterback pass. 
you know, right down, catch a guy cutting. I mean, he, yeah. he loves that. That's and Lonzo, Lonzo's shot looks even better. He looks he like he's still improving his release. And he's going to give more shots because you have to help on everybody. <laughs> you know? Yep. You have to help. You can't let DeRozan get by. You can't let Levine get by. Can't let Caruso get by. Not that I think Caruso's going to play all that much. Um, but, I mean, how they have him playing now, he looks good. Yeah. I'm curious who the bulk of their backup guard minutes will go to. Yeah. Uh, but, again... It's hard for me to picture a scenario where it doesn't look good. Yeah, because Kobe White, he he's earned his spot on on this team. I mean, he he's going to be the backup point. Yeah, it's I think Caruso being um, moving Caruso to the two is probably better anyway. Yeah, I think the Lakers tried to fiddle around with him at the one, and it didn't look good. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say about him, man. They look good. They look fun. Yeah, really fun. fun. Yep. Okay. Uh, who's next? Uh, let's stay in the East. Let's talk Philly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Messy off season. Yeah. Um, but they kept their depth. Yeah. Uh, apparently Ben Simmons is, you know, easing his way back into the, the organization. Yeah, he's reported back to Philly, yeah. You know what's crazy to me? I think they could be great with Ben Simmons not wanting to be there and still playing. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because this team is, the, the core of the team has been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expect Simmons, now he's looking at the situation like, yo, I'm I need to prove that I'm a, a top tier player, so they could get rid of me faster. Yeah, it's possible. So, and maybe not, but again, I, I think he's always played. He's always played like an elite all around player. Yeah. And ever since they they figured out their depth last year, they've. I mean, I, it's hard for me to picture this team losing. Yeah. I just think they're that good. They they could win every way defensively. They could win in shootouts. Again, yeah. last year they showed that it doesn't have to be Embiid carrying or Simmons carrying. I mean, they showed me Corkmoss could get off for this team. Didn't he have like forty in the preseason game? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But they something. like they give him even in the playoffs. They showed that they're willing to play through role players. Yeah. They finally played through Tobias Harris for extended possessions. Again, Korkmaz created offense, and it made the bench that much better. That's one thing Doc has always been good at. Yeah. Even if you're a scrub, if you're feeling it, you know, it's your night, and that's it. Yeah. Think about Leon, uh, the the show Poe. Remember that? <laughs> you're reaching way back, but Yes. He was, I mean, he was trash. Oh, yeah. But he had, like, four amazing games. And Doc had him out there, like, the whole game. He was eating. But he, he, he was, was the worst him. bench guy they had, and he would he would go off sometimes. He would go off. Off. And, I mean, you don't get the nickname The Show coming off the bench unless you were going crazy, you know? So, yeah. I mean, 
I'm, that's just an example. Doc used to let guys do that. Matt Barnes has in big games in L.A. He let Wesley Johnson have good games in L.A. You know, obviously, if Jamal was feeling it, CP would be out for a long time. Let Jamal just keep eating. It's funny. It's funny because Wesley Johnson was so trash, even Doc couldn't save his career. No, he couldn't. No. Nope. Like, he really tried, too. He did. He did. Uh, but couldn't. But... You know, what's interesting to me, again, is they're so deep that even if Ben Simmons, if this drama continues and he isn't playing or whatever the situation looks like, I, I think mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be fine. I don't know if they'll be fine, but they'll be all right. Yeah. Defensively, they'll be, I won't say crippled, but they'll it's, it'll be noticeable, I think. Without him defensively, yes. But again... Yeah. They're perfectly fine winning shootouts. Oh yeah, yeah. On offense, I don't think they have any issue with how it's been. Right, and I None would, I would expect, like I mentioned, with Simmons kind of being motivated to prove people wrong, mm-hmm. I would hope Embiid has some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Because maybe not to prove people wrong, but to prove that he could succeed without Ben. I don't know if I want that from Embiid. I don't. I'm fine with it. Well, it depends on how he manifests that, right? Because if you manifest that by going out and getting triple doubles every night, I'm cool with it. But if you manifest that by trying to get 50 and 28 rebounds every night, I don't want to see that. They're not going to win games that way. I'm Cause fine he did, with that. basically did that last season. I'm fine with that. I think they'll win games doing that as well. It, My only... Again, I we I really don't have like concerns for them until mm-hmm. we get towards the playoffs, unless unless they get hit by injuries or again the Ben Simmons drama just goes crazy for whatever reason. Is Drummond an upgrade or a downgrade from Dwight? And did you see um, the steal he had at half court? Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a slight downgrade. Okay. But very slight to the point where I don't think again it doesn't really change make or break the team in any way. I I think he's an upgrade for them, and not that I think he's better than Dwight because I think Dwight is an upgrade from him on L.A. But I think he's an upgrade from Dwight because I him being out there with Embiid can work better than Dwight being out there with Embiid could. I I don't want to see that. I tell you right now, it could. NBA can Maybe. take all the threes he wants with as long as Drummond is out there. But you see, th- then we got a deep dive how Embiid is going for his 50. Well, that's, that was my point. That's why I don't want him to go for 50. And I don't want to linger. When he, yeah. when he likes to show his that. full, when he shows his full package, it's like, you know, I don't like when he tries to show his full package. I just want him to go get buckets you yes. know, inside, but sometimes he doesn't. He wants to show the step backs and turnarounds and the rip throughs and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I will tell you what: if if it is fifty twenty five for Embiid on a nightly basis, and I'm yeah. obviously exaggerating the stats, but Atlanta showed that that blueprint will is, it makes them beatable mm-hmm. because it was the same trajectory that I talked about throughout the playoffs that that series specifically. Embiid looks unstoppable for two and a half quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, Atlanta has the better center. Right. Capella was routinely outplaying him in meaningful minutes. 
Yeah, he was. And a lot of that is because he's working so hard to dominate that he runs out of gas. Now, granted, his knee is healthy, so, you know, hopefully that'll be better. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think he's he's not in good enough shape to, to do what maybe Jokic does. Right. Where he could run all night, he could play through the team, he could, you know, take as many shots as are, are given to him. Right, so if he if he does that, not what Jokic does, but I'm saying if he takes a more passive route of saying, I can lead this team without Ben, I'm all for that. Yeah. It'll, I think it will look amazing. But if he can show, like, I'm great without Ben, I'm great without Ben, I don't want to see that because I don't think the team is going to benefit from that. Yeah. And I think the, it'll be a struggle at some points in the year. I do think he'll have sure. uh, huge stat games that they might lose or, like, mm-hmm. it'll be a tough game for them against like, a bad team, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I don't trust him to lead them, like, as a top-tier team player because we know how toxic he is at this point. Mm-hmm. But again, this team is so good that maybe they slip in the standings. Maybe they're not a number one seed, but they're not missing the playoffs. Right. That's true. Um, again, unless something completely unexpected happens. No, I don't expect them missing the playoffs either. No. Not at all. Well, let me ask you this. Um, Milwaukee. All right. What's their the pinnacle of the Eastern Conference right now? Yeah, what's their contention ranking to you? Like how how high of contender are they to you? Oh, they're the best the team East. in the East. They're the best team in the East still no, right now. No question. Okay. There's no okay. doubt in my mind. And the okay. interesting thing about them is every issue we had with them for years, they they like. It's not that they overcame it. They finally learned from it. Mm-hmm. Because some of the issues were still there because outside of Miami, they struggled in every series. Yeah. So they're not unbeatable. Right. Um, but again, I saw every series they learned what they need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Holiday kind of figured out where and how to take better quality shots from yep. game to game. Yep. Greek Freak dominated more and more as the series as the different series progressed because he continued to attack. Yeah. He finally said, "Yo, I'm not I don't need to show you that I'm working on like my shooting. I'm just going to attack." Yeah. Like we saw in the Nets series, the first couple games Blake did a really good job on him. Yep. In the last 2-3 games, nobody could stop him. Nobody. Same thing with Phoenix. As the series progressed, the the Monty Williams looked stupid keeping just DeAndre Ayton on him. Yeah. I mean, we saw I, I saw all over ESPN and criticism how that was a, a dumb decision, but it was working to start the series. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But again, Giannis didn't relax. The one game, Ayton gets in foul trouble. Giannis literally sat in the paint. Yeah. So, again, I just saw a willingness to learn from every player on the team, including Middleton. Uh, again, even guys like Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. Yeah. I just Bobby. I don't see how this team doesn't give me another 65 wins. Does Bobby start this year? P.J. Tucker's he's yeah, gone. Yeah, he's gone. So. My one problem is 
Mike Budenholzer didn't look like he learned too much. So he wouldn't play Bobby Moore at the end of the playoffs. So I, I can't tell you eating. Yeah, because Divincenzo comes back, so I don't know how they're gonna. Prob- so I, I would say I probably know. not. Yeah, but if Bobby isn't a like their six man, he's not good enough to be like a six man winner. But their team six man, yeah, they'll be completely fine. He could win six man just by being like really consistent. Like obviously he's not going to average twenty five points a game, but he could average fourteen and eight, fourteen and nine, and win six man of the year for them. I think it if they have good. the best record in the East. Again, it sounds good, but I go back to Budenholzer's right. unwillingness to play him. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like it disgusts me because I can't <laughs> think of many players that deserve like consistent minutes more than Bobby Portis. <laughs> yeah, Bobby was. If he's on he my roster, him. if he's not on my roster, he's getting twenty minutes minimum every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not playing yeah. well, because the team the team plays harder with him out there. Yep, and so, no one plays harder than him. Right. So again, I, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if the minutes are inconsistent. Yeah. But this is another team that's just so good, top to bottom. They could overcome little issues like that. Yeah, I agree. And I yeah. think Giannis is gonna just destroy the league again. Yeah, I think he is. Individually, I definitely think he is. Yeah. They're going to be... Um, he's still going to be a menace. He's still going to be probably the most athletic player in the gym at all times. Yeah. Um, and now he's hitting the short jumper. Yeah. And I hope he yeah. gets away from the... He's He finally got away from the dribble pull-ups in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if, you ca- if the ball's moving, you get an open shot, go ahead. But I don't need you to pull up because they're sagging well i mean that helped at times though because once he hit a couple and they stopped sagging then he just blew past them and it was i don't really remember him hitting a couple maybe a couple of the the conference final games yeah against atlanta but but the conference finals for sure he did yeah it's just the thing is but to me him putting pressure just all night Mm -hmm. is what killed the suns Right, right, yeah, it so, is. So, I think that's the blueprint right there. Mm-hmm. Because when he played the Suns, he still mixed it up. Like, he, he would shoot those to keep them honest. You know, off the... He'd come up for the highest screen, and they'd give it to him. And, you know, they were kind of following who he was screening. And he got it kind of like a pick and pop without him actually moving. <laughs> Just yeah. caught it, and he hit, knocked those down. Those are the ones he needs for sure, because it's really like a big man's three. Like those are yeah. the ones where the big man really he could hit a three here and there, so he just takes those. So. But it was always after a concerted effort to get him in the paint. Mm-hmm. That's what I didn't like in years past. Is oh they build a wall, so I got to take shots. You don't. Right. And I think they learned that through the playoff run last year. Yeah, he he definitely stayed in rhythm for his shots because sometimes he'd be wide open he'd look at it hand it off go down low say all right you know yeah so all right um who else where you want to go in the west let's go back to the west uh we could talk phoenix their their finals matchup okay 
What do you think about Phoenix, man? You think they'll they'll? Ah, I mean, I can tell you right now, I don't think they're going to be back in the finals. Mm-hmm. But I, I, st- I still think they'll be a top Western team. I think they'll be in the Western Conference Finals. I do. But not the finals. No. I think Western Conference Finals is, is um, you know, believable for them. Uh, they got Landry Shamit, right? I think so. For um, Carter and somebody else, I think, from Brooklyn. I mean, he's not that big of a pickup, but I was just trying to remember who, who else they picked up new. You know, they got him. Um, I, I think they have a really good chance because I think they're on a high. I don't think they've lost anything, and I think they've found... Um, I think the playoffs kind of showed them their game big time. Because even going into the playoffs, they had a good season. But even towards the end, last 15 games or so, I still thought they were kind of struggling to know who they were as a team. Yeah. I think Booker was still kind of shooting um, ill-advised shots at times. I think CP was kind of struggling whether to be aggressive or not. Um, And Aiton wasn't – they weren't, like, really sure how to use Aiton. At least going in. Then when the playoffs started, I was like, wow, they found something. Aiton is more athletic than every other center they played. He runs the floor. He gets higher than everybody. You know, that was great. CP can hit open shots. He can get inside. He gets that little paint fade away. He likes that. And then Booker was finding a way to score and find open people. I think they have a really, really good shot of of being... Top three seed again. I do. Because I, I don't think they lost anything. And I think all they did was gain confidence. Yeah, I think regular season... I mean, the only regular season issue I guess I have with them is maybe their front court depth. Because mm-hmm. that's obviously what killed them against Milwaukee. Like, if, if your backup center gets hurt and you look like you don't have enough bigs... Yeah. You know... That's a problem, and they didn't really address that. Who was their backup center? I mean, they tried Kaminsky after Sarge. Oh, Remember, Kaminsky. Sarge got hurt yeah. the first like minute. But it was Kaminsky. Kaminsky was their backup yeah. center. But you remember what they did? They didn't even let Kaminsky play until the series was almost out of reach for real, because yeah. they were trying to go small. Monty yeah. Williams kept trying to like finesse the lineups. He did, yeah. And I think and that was in the, their in biggest the regular failure. season, yeah, against the Bucks, it was a failure. But yeah. in the regular season, I think that's a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. It is. So, again, their issues to me are playoff concerns. And, and a lot of that is I only saw uh, CP and Booker play well at the same time against bad defensive teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver, who, you know, couldn't really defend. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, in all the, a lot of the meaningful games I saw them, it, it was kind of one or the other a lot of the time. Yeah. For me, that's kind of what I'm going to be looking at during the regular season is, can they continue to build the chemistry? I I think going through what they did in the finals, I think that was a huge chemistry boost for Booker and CP. Yeah, and I think the fact that CP decided to stay there was just said a lot. 
Yeah. Just because he could have went to the Lakers and would have been a different story, you know? Easy. Uh, but I, I just wonder if it's still like 50-50 or does Booker continue to emerge and CP kind of takes a slight step back? Uh, what do you think it should be? For the playoffs, I think they'll need Booker to emerge more consistently. Okay. Like those couple of games he had against the Bucks, they, yeah. they need that aggression from him more consistently. Because mm-hmm. he's not that good when he's not involved in the offense. He's less than not that good. He's just not He just sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's not even out there. If he's not involved, you know, he's you don't even notice him, honestly. Right. He's one of those guys that he really shouldn't get the ball unless he's going to score. Yeah. Like, not taking a shot, but attempting to score. He That's really all he should do. Because a few times they gave it to him for him to make the extra pass. It was a turnover. It was a bad pass. You know, he lost the ball. Yeah. It was always something, you know, something yeah. wrong. He's, he's a little messy. That's that's an individual concern for him is to get more, more consistent with protecting the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah. dude, I, I, I'm okay with you missing an extra five shots if it means you didn't have those ugly turnovers that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, again, all these concerns are going to be more apparent when we get to the playoffs. But I, I, I just okay. don't think, like, if they get hit by a couple injuries, I don't think they have the depth to overcome that. Yeah, injuries yeah, injuries are injuries. They're going to they're gonna hurt anybody. But them, they're a little bit more at risk to me. They are because their their depth is their problem with their depth to me is that they have to change the entire way they play with their depth. Yeah, like we talked about Chicago, um, L.A. If Westbrook gets hurt for the whole season and Rondo has to play big minutes, the team can still play how they played with Westbrook. Rondo can't. Yeah. run as fast as Westbrook, but everything else Westbrook did, Rondo can fill in and do the same thing. Same thing with Chicago. If Chicago, for some reason, if Ball wasn't playing point anymore, if he got hurt, or if Kobe White got hurt, the way their guards is set up, they can move somebody around. Levine can run the one more. DeRozan can run the one more. They have all these guys who could fill that role. The problem with Phoenix... If someone gets hurt or someone gets in foul trouble, Sarge comes in and he plays nothing like Aiton. He plays nothing like anyone else on the lineup or Crowder or any of those guys. They have to completely change how they played. Sarge was setting those high pick and rolls, really picking pops. You know, he really, he could, he was only posting like mismatches up. Um, and then they had to work really hard to find him in mismatch. The inside was clogged when he wasn't out spotting up. And then when he was spotting up, nobody was getting rebounds. Yeah. Uh, then we got Payne. If CP some reason got hurt, Cameron Payne cannot yeah. distribute the ball. That's what I was going to is the other like play style difference. Right. Uh, Landry Shamit cannot score off the dribble. So we have all this other stuff that happens when they get hurt, when they have any injuries compared to some of the other good teams. So that, yeah, injuries are definitely a big problem for them. Yeah. But, you know, God forbid they have any injuries, so. 
But it, like it's it's like if they really get hit with the injury bug, I think they have enough depth to overcome like a player getting hurt. Yeah, like for a long time. Yeah, but, but if multiple if guys it happened miss for a one game, weeks, it, in a playoff series, if they miss somebody for two games, they'd be in big trouble. I think with the, how the team is constructed right now. Yeah, but if it was someone for a long time and they had time to adjust completely adjusts to not having him for a while I, I think they would I think that would be better than than being surprised with an injury from somebody because even just like foul trouble or when CP got hurt in the playoffs it was a disaster yeah and Cameron Payne's not getting 30 all the time no, in the playoffs not. that's that's another guy uh like I mentioned Reggie Jackson being able to continue his hot stretch yeah. which I don't think he can Campaign's another guy. I just don't see how great he played in, in sh- certain moments. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see that happening too often. Uh, Reggie's a little bit different to me because Reggie's you know he's been a starter. He's yeah. been in the finals. You know he's he's had he's done what he did last year before. Right. Campaign Payton, that was a league proving moment. Yeah, and he's had good games. He was on the Thunder as well, but it wasn't like you know. I don't remember him having good games on the Thunder, I'm going to be honest. He, he had a couple. He had a couple of good ones. It's not enough I mean, when you're there. What was he there for, like three years? Something like that, I yeah. need a little more. I need more than a couple. Then, then where was he, Chicago for a year? Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't even remember him playing in Chicago. Cause I think he was hurt. He played just for a second, yeah. Just a few games. He was hurt, then he got cut, I think, or something like that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, because that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. He was all upset and stuff. Okay. Uh, give me another team that you... Let's talk about the Heat. Ah. I think the Heat arguably have... I think the Heat may have the best depth in the East, given Brooklyn's situation right now. But if Brooklyn's situation was resolved... They'd have the best depth, but I think right now the Heat have the best depth. In the- yeah, they even they even took a piece of depth from the one team I think that could compete with them, Milwaukee. Yeah. Again, Philly's another. If Simmons was fine and nothing was going on with that, then we could talk about yeah. Philly. But we don't know what they're gonna look like roster wise. Right. Miami's locked in. Like either. Yeah. Miami's locked in and. The only question we have is, is Oladipo ready to go or not? <laughs> and if he and is, if he if he is oh my God. Still are crazy. Yeah, they're crazy he, without him. Right, yeah. Dude, I mean, if he's back and he's 100%, which I'm re- I know I'm reaching. Yeah. If that's he's the, not going to be, you know, the old Oladipo either no, way. No, 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 and but, that's fine. But if he's mm-hmm. 100%, if he can fly on both ends... Yeah, if he can still uh, come at you full speed and pull up. Yeah. Oh, if it's... if I'm if I get to see a month of healthy uh, Oladipo, I'm picking Miami to win the Eastern Conference. They're, and, gonna, they're gonna be crazy. And and <laughs> a lot of that is you know I love their play style. I'm always high on how they play. Yeah. And I know who's gonna let me down and make me wrong, but. I, I like I like how they overcame the one concern I have with them. Who's gonna let you down? 
Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think? You know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. This is my thing. We watched them get destroyed, but I don't think they got exposed. No, there was nothing new. Exactly. I think yeah. Adebayo's struggles uh, are fixed with Lowry's arrival. Mm, okay. I'm not I, mad at that take. I think the shot distribution, the more consistent, like, we're the hardest playing team in the league status that mm-hmm. they had for a long time, which kind of slipped last year. Yeah. Lowry revives that. Yeah. I mean, again, Lowry is... I wouldn't be mad at anybody for saying that he was the best offseason acquisition. Yeah. I, he's just I that he easy. Is. He's that easy of a fit. He's yeah. capable of being your best player. He's capable of dominating on both ends. He makes all the hustle plays. He's a top-tier leader. Yeah. And that's the what, what I love about his arrival. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Anytime you get an instant Hall of Famer, I mean, he, yeah, he's again his leadership. His leadership on the court is brought every night. Yeah, it is. Because there's there's a certain guy who's been leading that team that doesn't bring it on the court every night. Yeah. So I I I wouldn't be surprised if there's some games where he just doesn't even shoot in the last four in the fourth quarter, and they still win. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. Again, who's going to let me down is the guy whose name I didn't want to mention, Jimmy Butler. Big face coffee. In the regular season, I don't at this point I think they'll be fine without him. $20 a cup. <laughs> That's a less LeVar ball prices right there for coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah. but in yeah, the playoffs, right, in the playoffs I I need Jimmy Butler there. Yeah. That's my problem and why I was so mad about them getting killed against Milwaukee is they only showed up to the first game. Yeah. And specifically Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other guys come along as the leaders bring them along. And he took two quarters off in that game. I I need Jimmy Butler there, engaged. Aggressive. Yeah. I don't care that Lowry's playing well. I still need Jimmy Butler aggressive when we're in the playoffs. Yeah. That's that's my only concern. But again, this team could easily be the number one seed when we're when the regular season ends. This team could have the best record in the league. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I again there's so much depth, guys can miss time. They could overcome injuries. They, they don't need Oladipo to be 100%. No, they don't. So, uh, this team is built flawlessly. Tyler Hero said he belongs in the same category as John Morant, okay. Trey Young, and Luka. Okay. The Miami sun is a little too bright. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> the names, the names, he had the nerve to to put himself in. They all Luka? start on their teams, first of all. Yeah, that's the obvious difference. <laughs> they all got max contracts. Lucas practically the face of the league. Yeah. 
you can't get in the starting lineup and you're comparing yourself to a guy <laughs> who within two years was practically the face of the league? Yeah. Dude, stop, please. And another guy who took a young team that hadn't had missed the playoffs for a while to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, yeah, and so. Morant... Again, Morant's so explosive. Like, dude, obviously you don't belong in the same conversation. <laughs> and my problem is, my problem is, dude, if if I just went off, if I had a top tier year, if I was like you know most improved candidate or a yeah. six man candidate, yeah, go ahead and talk your. Sh- I'll talk my shit too, mm-hmm. dude. You declined from the bubble to last year. Yeah. It looked like you got worse. They tried to play you as a point guard and quit less than a month into the season. Yep. So, Stop dude, starting him and everything. So, so this like you don't get to don't put yourself in top tier name categories when you just had a down year. Yeah, that's my problem. I I don't go two for fifteen and blame other and talk about how great I am. Right. So that was crazy. <laughs> So I I think they have the best starting five in the league if they're all healthy. I don't know how well it plays together off, without seeing it at all. But Lowry, Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, and Bam is the best starting five in the NBA, yeah. in my opinion. And the cherry on top, similar to Chicago being Billy Donovan, I trust Eric yeah. Spolstra. Yeah. Eric Spolster creates that play style where it's like they're playing through one guy while everybody could simultaneously eat. Mm-hmm. So I think and they fine. And they picked up uh, Markeith Morris, right? Yeah, and Tucker, obviously. Yeah, and um, I mean, and you still have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero off the bench. The depth is ridiculous. Yeah. Those three off the bench, all three of those guys could start on a lot of teams in the league. I don't think anybody has a better top 10 than, like, players on the team than Miami. Again, it it depends on what Brooklyn's situation is. But, yeah, I agree. Right now, I agree. But, like, Brooklyn, we know they're going to struggle defensively. Yeah. And we could segue into Brooklyn. But, like, Miami, I think, will be... Miami is are more concerned with how they distribute the ball. Right. Their offense is definitely more of the concern than the defense. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get let's... into Brooklyn. Another uh, tough offseason. Uh, they signed Millsap. They signed Patty Mills. Uh... Brought, they traded uh, Aldridge Landry came Shamit out of for, retirement. Yeah, they got Lamarcus Aldridge out of retirement. Uh, not that Javon Carter, he may not even play, but they picked him up for Landry Shamit. Yeah, um, I think losing uh, again, it's not a big deal, but I liked how. Um, what's the little guard man? Who? Mike. Oh. Mike something? Mike James or Mike James. They lost both of them. Chilza didn't really play, but Mike James I thought was a good backup for them. Where did he go? Did he just... I think he went overseas. Oh, he went back overseas? Okay. Yeah. 
Chris Jones had some good games for them. I mean, like before the big three started really, you know, playing a lot. Right. But he was doing well for them like a year or two ago. But I think he's on the Warriors. Uh, who? Does Patty start at point big? guard? <laughs> no, Harden starts at point guard mm. right now, I think. Okay. I, that's, that's what I would say. Because okay. you got Blake. Uh, yeah, you, you got a lot of forwards that could be plugged in. Yeah, they don't have a center, do they? No, I mean the 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 young guy. Uh, oh yeah, Claxton. Yeah. Claxton, yeah. I like him, but I'd start him for the regular season. I would too. I, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad if he started in the playoffs after starting for eighty games. Yeah. So uh, you got Harden, you got Harris, you got Durant, you got Blake, and you got. Claxton. You could go Millsap and Blake. You could go Aldridge and Blake and Millsap. And <laughs> like you said, you could plug any of those guys in. I mean, Patty, I think Patty stays on the bench. I think he's just too small to guard Yes. every night. I agree. Uh, even though he plays good defense, you know, really pesky good defense, he just can't do it. It's just the size. Similar to yeah. like Kem- Kemba is a guy who does the same thing. He's he's there. He's in position, just not big enough a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Any concern? It's still really good, man. Uh, yeah, huh? no question. No question. They're going to be one of the better <laughs> Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the age is a concern, right? Millsap Aldridge. And Blake's body is old. He's not old, but his body is old. Um, Patty's getting old. So, uh, basically all their pickups, all of them could be done in the middle yes. of the season. And see, th- see, this is my problem. I And I think I talked to you about this. Uh, I loved their, like, Harden, KD, or KD, whoever, whoever at guard with mm-hmm. Blake and Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. I thought their offense was unstoppable when their two bigs were Blake and Jeff Green. And they lost Jeff Green, didn't they? Wow, did they really? Hold on, I'm not sure where he went, but if they lost him, then it's even more of a concern that, like, the, the oh, our offense is so good, our role player gets that corner shot because we moved the ball really well. I don't yeah, want that. signed to Denver for, I guess, for Millsap, maybe. I don't know if it was a trade or not. I liked Blake. When the offense looked great, and it often does, mm-hmm. I like the Blake gets a great shot or Jeff Green gets a great shot. Yeah. I like that a lot more than uh, Paul Millsap getting a great shot. Because I've seen Paul Millsap What is a great countless. shot for Millsap? I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> Right. Like, again, those guys, Blake and Jeff could easily settle into being spot-up guys, cutters, like, just defenders. Mm-hmm. Millsap mm-hmm. is often, like, he, he's uncomfortable with the team on offense. Yeah. And that, to me, is, like, a downgrade because he's going to play a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's not, I, I just can't see him being a good fit into the offense. Right. So that's my only concern with them. I think offensively they got slightly worse with their like overall roster. 
Okay. But again, you know, their only con- real concern during the year yeah. is how many games is Harden or KD going to miss? Right. And is it going to be yeah. one at a time? Is it going to be both of them? Is it only going to be one guy while the other one survives the whole year? Tell me why you think they got slightly worse. Again, I just think their rotation, like, I used to watch the Nets and all their five-man lineups looked like seamless fits together. Mm -hmm. I I don't see that with LaMarcus Aldridge and Millsap. Oh, okay, I got you. You see what I mean? And like, yeah, taking Jeff Green and yeah, and Shamit um, is another guy. Shamit, even when he sucks, he's a seamless fit. Yeah, because he doesn't hurt you, right? Really, like Patty. I mean, Patty, I think is much, fine. But... Yeah, Patty, I think is fine. Yeah, but the front core, like, like how how much are you going to depend on Claxton to get blocks and stops? So, right. and, like you said, Blake is getting up there in age. LaMarcus is practically ancient. <laughs> and this team was awful yeah. defensively. Imagine being an awful defensive team and adding LaMarcus Aldridge. Right. I mean, the slowest guy in the league, practically. Did LaMarcus Aldridge graduate from Texas before Durant got there? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm into you. They're, they're definitely... A lot slower. That's for sure. Uh, they did keep Bruce Brown, who's a good defender. Yes. Um, but keeping Bruce and Jeff Blake Green, was huge. Yeah, I agree. Losing Jeff Green after what he did in the playoffs for them—that's just a travesty. But honestly. but it's also smart because we know how Jeff Green goes. After a good year, he'll he won't even be—he'll yeah. be out of Denver's rotation in the first month. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. He's he's a one great year, one disgusting year. I mean Utah, like Utah said, go away. You you don't mm-hmm. even you're not even playing here. Right. The year before that he cooked for the Wizards. Yeah. And he took a year from cooking for Boston before that, right? Yeah. He was cooking for Boston for a little bit when it was just him and Rondo, I think it was. He's he's such a weird unpredictable player yeah yes this team you know i don't have too much opinion about them because it's just harden for me is just such a wild card because harden could have the mvp caliber year he could be a scoring machine and i just i don't know what that does for the team good or bad at times you know i know that Durant being the go-to guy and the only go-to guy looks pretty good to me uh, in the playoffs. But I know that, you know, they're going to want to be more competitive than that with Harden back and healthy. So, um, I just, I'm worried that, I'm worried that even with a healthy Harden, they might have to depend on, like, what KD did in Game 5. Mm-hmm. And that was... It's not that he can't do that, but that was just so spectacular. I don't know if he could do that routinely. Right. Especially all around like that. Right. Yeah. KD, I've said this before. I think I think KD is the best open shot maker I've ever seen. But if he's not getting open shots, 
I don't want KD having, like you said, to go out and try to win every game. I don't want to see that. Yes, and it killed as the Milwaukee series progressed beyond their issues stopping Giannis and like Middleton. Yeah. Um, the every time Durant had to go into like like his individual battles with Tucker, yeah, the, the offensive rhythm like died. Yep, and didn't just die; it was like brutally murdered. Yeah, and Harden does the same thing. Harden's also like prone to doing that, especially when he's playing well or shooting well, specifically. But yeah, I did like I did like a lot of how Harden played during the regular season last year. Yeah. So again, I think they'll be fine. It's just about the the fit in the playoffs and kind of what they gravitate towards. I I think that this team can be beaten like by anybody that we've talked about today. So far, absolutely. I think the Bulls could sweep them, or at least in five. And I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I'm not saying they would. I think Brooklyn would still beat them. But I I wouldn't be shocked if Chicago came out and punched them in the mouth and scored some crazy numbers the first three games. Yeah. You know, Brooklyn could beat anybody, but they're they're the fourth ranked team that we've talked about so far, just in the East. Maybe yeah. fifth if Chicago lives up to the hype. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and depend on how Philly comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> for those listening closely, uh, I think you probably heard us not mention. One of the players that are, is on the Brooklyn Nets roster. Um, that is because, as everyone probably already knows, he, as of right now, is foregoing half of the season. And the team is going going ahead and foregoing all of the season for him uh, until he's ready to be a full-time player. And that seems to rely on him getting vaccinated. So... Not going to take it any much further than that. I'm sure everyone who enjoys basketball already knows that. So uh, I'm just happy I told you this. Brooklyn took a decisive stance. Yes, me too. They didn't play around with it for like the first two weeks of the season or whatever. They just were going forward. You figure it out, we're going forward. Yes. I like that. And I like that. And I hope Kyrie didn't take offense to that. I mean, he shouldn't. Because if, if he's a res- a respectful adult, I would hope he didn't. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's the best thing really he could have asked for because they could trade him. They could cut him. They could buy him out. The, um, you know, they could just say, oh, we're just not going to pay you for half the season uh, or we're not going to pay you for all of the season. But they said, you know, he's just not going to play at all. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. When he's ready, he's ready. But we got to go play basketball. We can't play around with the media. We can't play around with Kyrie. He can call us when he's ready. And that that's what I like. Yeah. That's what I like. Okay. Um what teams have we not talked about? Yeah, I think we covered all the like the clear-cut contenders. I mean, Clippers weren't really in that. In Chicago, right. we don't know, but I'm trying to I think, think we if did. we're missing any other like clear contenders. I think Atlanta's a clear contender. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they haven't made much different 
you know, haven't made much big um, changes to their roster. Uh, they signed Gorgie Jang, which is solid pickup, knowing that they're the young backup center from last year is out for the season. So Gorgie Jang is a solid backup big man. Um, I believe. Hopefully that guy, I like that guy, man. Hopefully he could get back towards the end of the season. Yeah, Ogonku. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he looked great in the playoffs. He's strong. He crazy hops. He hits his free throws. I mean, he's seemed like a good kid too. So, yeah, I hope he comes back soon. Um, I don't know if Hunter is back. I haven't seen. I don't know even what his injury was that he was missing yeah. all that time for. But me either. Uh, let's, let's see. Um. Let me ask you this. Where do you rank them, whether they have Hunter or, like, Reddish? You know, because we saw guys in and out of the lineup last year. Yeah. Like, the concerns we've talked about with every team and how they could or can't overcome injuries, Atlanta did that last year. Yeah, they did. Yep. So, where do you rank them among the teams that we've talked about in the East, specifically? I rank them... Fourth, I put them behind Brooklyn, but above Philly. Uh, so I'd say Milwaukee. Give Miami, me your top four. Yeah, you said Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami, Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn, and Atlanta, and then I'd say Philly. Um, and the thing is, my biggest issue with them was their guards playing too much time. Right, their depth at guard. Bogdanovich was shooting way too much and a lot of ill-advised shots. And Reddish was out for most of the season last year. Um, Now Hunter, it says Hunter is no longer on injury report. So it looks like he's back. He's healthy. I haven't seen him play yet, but um, this article says that he is healthy team-wise. So they have Hunter back. Um, I think Gorgie Jang was a good pickup. I just mentioned that. Who did they get for backup point guard? Didn't they get somebody new? I thought they... I think they did, but I can't think of it at the moment. Because they lost... They traded Chris Dunn. I don't know if they still have Lou or not. But what Cam Reddish showed me in the playoffs was exactly what they were missing to me. Like, with Bogdanovich playing as much as he was playing, as soon as Cam Reddish came back, first thing he was doing was getting stops. One-on-one stops. He was stripping Chris Middleton. He was blocking shots. He was hustling for loose balls. Off of an injury. Yep. He was hitting threes. He looked more aggressive than he did his entire rookie season. In just you know a few minutes in garbage time of the playoffs. Um, DeAndre Hunter is a defensive stopper. They needed him in the playoffs. I, I think that... I don't think they have a lot of flaws, really. Uh, now that they're full strength, obviously not having Ogonkwu, but having a full roster, two guys at every position. Gallinari looks great in the playoffs. I I don't see a lot of flaws in them. And I think that they yeah. really know their game. John Collins already posterizing people. He's inside-outside. All of their players are inside-outside. All of their players are defending. Uh, yeah. 
I think they look really good, man. I, they really, they're really flawless, man. I think like the Bogdan. I, I kept telling you during the playoffs last year is the Bogdanovich shooting selection issues are yeah. fixed with Reddish being fully healthy and Hunter being fully healthy. Yep. Because I I don't remember him being a starter when Hunter was playing. Bogdanovich. Yeah. Mm, uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. And we'll, and we'll see because you know I don't yeah. know I don't know how Atlanta took away Bogdanovich's performance. Hopefully they have more televised games. By the way, because that was we really didn't see him play that much no, before the playoffs. And yeah. Hunter, like people forget, Hunter's perimeter game was a lot better than I even thought it would be coming into the league. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. very capable. Like he would put it on the floor. He would jab and and shoot it if you kind of gave him space. So, yep. Again, I think Hunter fixes a lot of the the shot selection issues. Yeah. One thing I I do think they'll be missing is Gallinari will not repeat what he did in the playoffs. No, he won't. There's no he way he won't be all that again. No. Yeah, I would. I'd be surprised if Gallinari played all year. You know, considering his <laughs> injury history. Yeah, in his age, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But this team is essentially flawless. Yeah. I mean, you lose the backup center, you pick up a guy to fill that void. A very good backup center. Right. I, I mean, think I mean, Gorgie Jing is an underrated backup center. I don't, I don't even know if I could name you a front court with better chemistry than Capella and Collins. No. They might not be the most like they might not be the most productive scoring wise, but they know their game. Yep. They know their fans. They're again, they they have top tier chemistry with their point guard. Yeah. Which is all I want out of my bigs. Yep. So they have so much wing talent with all these guys coming back. I mean, this this team's success really depends on Trey Young just staying healthy. Oh, I forgot about Huerter. Coming back, yeah. Oh, Delon Wright, they got Delon, a great I mean, backup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this team got, is um, flawless. They signed uh, Lawalu Cabarro, who was coming on for the Nets, and they just benched him yeah, for no reason. Said, nah, you're good. <laughs> I swear, Durant, <laughs> yeah, Durant must games, have not liked him or something. Because he was on fire for like a good ten games, and then just out of the rotation. Before. Yeah, gone. No, but so, I think there's three yeah. Eastern teams that I have no questions about their play style and their roster, and that's Milwaukee, Miami, Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. That's it. And to me, they're the the top tier of the Eastern Conference coming into the season. Yep. And did you mention Sharif Cooper? No, I did Who's not. Absolutely eating in the preseason. I mean, he's a rookie, but you know, he he's a solid. Solid looking rookie, and they got um, Jalen Johnson from Duke, who looked like a pretty good rookie too. He kind of fits into the same DeAndre Hunter kind of mold, long, strong, you know. Yeah, man. And uh, this team, and this team again, we we go back to coaching a lot of the time. This team only became a contender when they hired Nate McMillan. Yeah. So now he he coming off of a, a half year. Now he gets a full season to get more familiar with a lot of the guys that were missing time. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if this team, like like we said with Milwaukee and Miami, this team could easily win 60 games. Oh, yeah. They could. So uh, Eastern Conference is no joke this year. 
I'm not sure if everyone shooting their best, no one in the East can outshoot this team. I don't think. No. Including Brooklyn. I mean, Betray, Cam, Huerter, um, Gallinari, Bogdanovich, and sometimes Collins is knocking it down. They're tough, man. Yeah. Really, really, really tough. Opening night versus Dallas. <clears throat> good game. Good so, game. so we've covered, I would say, the top tier is those three teams. I would say mm-hmm. Philly and, and Brooklyn are the next tier because they're close, but we have some concerns, whether it's off-season shit or just depth stuff. Yep. Let's go to the next – or Chicago, I would say, is in that tier as well. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, Let's you go to go the next the tiers tier. in the in the West. Now let's close out the East a little bit. So we got. Okay. I'm just gonna list the teams I think will potentially be playoff teams. Okay. New York, the Knicks. Yeah. The Charlotte. Yeah. The Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Boston. I was about to say, you really about to shade Boston like that? No way, no way. Yeah, I didn't. Let's I go, picked them to come Boston. out the East last year, so I like let's Boston. About, yeah, let's talk about Boston real quick. They picked up Schroeder. They lost Kimba. Uh, picked up Schroeder. They picked up Horford again. And they who's the wing they got? Uh, from Dallas, Richardson, Josh. Josh Richardson, yes, yes, yes. I think they um, addressed, <clears throat> those pickups addressed every rotation uh, and depth issue they had. I completely agree. And they got cancer back, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that was the other issue they had. So... So now, yeah, man. last year, it's hard to kind of go back to last year with them because they they were unhealthy all practically all year. Uh, yep. They're guys. Every time somebody got healthy, somebody else would get hurt. Yep. <clears throat> so this team is of the four teams I mentioned. They're the most capable of getting to that net to second tier. Yeah, I agree. It's. I agree. Their their season is gonna come down to the emergence of Tatum and Brown. Yeah, and they they got some more um they got some depth that I I mean I don't know <laughs> you're gonna laugh at the depth but they got Archie Diacono I didn't know they picked him up they got Hernan Gomez the um one that was in Minnesota they got Garrison Matthews from uh. DC. Where's Garrison Matthews? DC. He's, He's in DC. Chuck, yeah. Chucking for us. I remember. He and then they they got Jer, um, Jabari Parker last year, and they still have Pritchard. Neesmith has been playing well in the preseason. Uh, just wanted to shout those guys out. Not Pritchard, that I think Pritchard they're impact was dominant players. in the summer league. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he's a good player, man. I, I like him he a is. lot, but I he I is. don't give a fuck about any of the other names who said. I know you didn't say Archie Diacono, like, yo, we got guard or depth now, because Archie Diacono's... <laughs> Come on. 
You could have you could have <laughs> left those names alone. I didn't even need to know they were there. Oh, I was about to stop you. When you went, oh my god, those three straight, you had me weak for a second. <laughs> no, that, I mean they're NBA players, man. They're not they're not complete trash. They no, can no. last on the court. Again, I don't again, think they're going to get a lot of minutes, but huh? Boston, like Boston, clearly learned from their problems last year. They did. As far as yeah. like off-season adjustments and changes, you know, there's a team in the West I wish would do that. That we'll mm-hmm. get to, but Boston is a team who, uh, again, their success comes down to how great and how consistent Tatum and Brown could be. Right. And now that they eliminated Kemba, and eliminate is a bad I, I, traded, and mm-hmm. kind of and got a guard who's more of a role player. Yep. I, I think now we're locked into those two guys, which I actually really like. Because mm-hmm. for years the problem was the distribution between their their top tier players, right? So now it's two clear cut top guys, and Tatum showed me again it wasn't consistent, but Tatum showed me flashes of being potentially the best wing in the league, mm-hmm. as, at least scoring wise. Yeah, uh, and if he could build on that, if he could continue to be more consistent. I think this team is easily uh, in that second tier. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, I was I was joking about the depth, but with Josh Richardson, even the guys I named, they now have all players that are capable to be on the court. And that was the big problem we had with their depth in the past four years or so. Since Kyrie left there, I think they've always had, okay, we got two guys that have ever, like, been on the court for 20 minutes before. And then everyone else is, like, either young, they can't guard anybody, they've never played in a full NBA game before. And a couple of those guys have now gotten the experience to be considered, like, guys who've played. Yep, yep. You got Pritchard, you got... um, Robert Williams... uh, Robert Williams, you got Grant Williams, you got um I'm good on uh, Grant, Grant Williams. <laughs> Aaron Neesmith. But I'm just saying they they yeah. have some NBA yeah. experience, right? You got like I said, Jabari Parker has a lot of NBA experience. You got Archie Diakono who's had NBA experience. All those experience. guys you named have gotten significant minutes in their past situations. Exactly. And that's one thing they, they really, really lacked before. Yes. Because it, it's like, yo, man. Romeo Langford is your seventh guy off the bench. Like, we can't do that. And not that Romeo Langford is trash, but for what this team was trying to do, yeah, no. it's, it's not it. But now you got Josh Richardson is your seventh off the bench. You know, you got, um, who, who did you say earlier? Um, Robert Williams is your eighth off the bench. And then even if you have to go to RJ Diakono, he's your ninth, tenth off the bench. That's yeah. That's a good bench. I mean, that's one thing we've never said about them. Yes, and now they're six through nine. I'm I'm okay with plugging them in as a starter for a week or two. Yeah. Or even yeah. a month, worst case scenario. What, Smart, Josh Richardson, Cantor. Um, Robert Williams or Robert Williams. Pritchard, whichever. So really they're... Pritchard, Jabari the, Parker. Yeah. You, I mean, you got... Yeah. 
Again, so it's even yeah. more than nine. They have a full rotation now. Of, of they do. I'm, I'm not questioning any of the guys that are supposed to be in their rotation. Finally. Yep. So, yep. to me, and we've differed on this for a long time about not maybe not a long time, but a, a while now. If mm-hmm. this team doesn't overachieve, Brad Stevens got to go. He's gone. I mean, uh, I'm tripping. <laughs> I lost. My yeah, time. yeah. No, no, no. I I was going to say earlier, um, you were saying uh, we were unsure about them. Now we have an. Oh no! When you were saying it's hard to judge them because they made so many changes. Now we also it's hard to judge them. That's right. I forgot because they have Yudoka now. That's yeah. a wild and card. I, I don't know what that that's going to look like. Why is Den- Why is Dennis Schroeder's number number seventy one? It's an ugly number. <laughs> but yeah, they got Udoka now. He's a um, Popovich disciple. Um, but they put him in a position to be successful. They did, yeah. Again, yeah. you don't have to play guys who barely played. Right. So I, I think they'll be good, man. I, 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 I could easily see this this team having home court in the first round. Oh yeah, I could too. Yeah. I think that, um, like you said, it's going to be tough seeing how how well Tatum does. I don't expect Tatum to have, you know, average 28, 27 points a game. I don't expect him to do that. And if he has to do that, then the team is in its own, you know, it's having his own issues to me. But um, with Jalen Brown healthy, I, I think they're definitely on the top side of the East. I do. Yeah, and they lost um, him going into the playoffs last year. I think they would have give, they they would have challenged Brooklyn significantly more if Brown was there. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that was the biggest issue because then you had to have Kimba and Smart Garden, bigger guys. Yeah. It was just bad. I think they would challenge incredible by himself that one game. Yeah, and I think just having Horford and Cancer changes the team so much. I mean, who who did they go? They had Robert Williams starting and Tristan Thompson sometimes. Yeah. And then they had Tatum playing the four sometimes. They were just getting really crazy with the lineups. And now it's just like we have centers now, like actual centers. So, yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for them. At all the teams we named, I'm most excited for Atlanta. Then I'm... Second most excited for Boston. I just want to see what happens. I had the issue with Brad Stevens last year. They got Udoka. I want to see what he does. They got shooters, too, on, coming off the bench. Guys who just can come in and just shoot. That's yeah. nice, too. Um, so, smart. They'll need to take six threes a game. You know. I, I'm excited for them. Yeah. Uh, so, what about the other three teams? I want you to rank them for me. So, Charlotte, Wizards, Knicks. Wizards, Knicks, then Charlotte. That's your ranking? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what, man? And I'm going to sound like a hater. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks missed the playoffs this year. (laughs) Not at all. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised either. I wouldn't be surprised. Both Wizards and Knicks. I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those teams missed the playoffs. Like all yeah. together, because yeah. we named six teams, right? That we think will make it seven, seven including Boston. Yeah, so 
No, wait. Eight, including Boston. I keep forgetting about Chicago. I don't know why. Yeah, so somebody's somebody's the odd man out. So I I want to wait with the Wizards. I don't want to deep dive them. I need to see them. We didn't mention that um, Brooklyn lost Dinwiddie. Not, not that he, even though he didn't play last year, but yeah. he was someone that we were looking forward to joining that team. I think it would have been huge if he came back to the situation they're in now, considering they're missing Kyrie. Yeah, but they wouldn't. They didn't know. Right. With the Wizards, I just so many new pickups. Um, I, I do like how they kind of improved over the course of the season. Hmm. But, and again, they got guys who've like all have played significant minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that I'm, was a big on the championship issue. team, right? And the big issue for them was like their depth because they they got hit by the injury bug pretty bad early last year. Yep. Uh, and Hachimura really hasn't been healthy for an extended period of time so far in his career. Right. Uh, so, besides losing Robin Lopez, I I think this team has no rotation issues. Because I don't okay. know if Bryant is healthy yet. Right. Uh, but again, there's such a wild card because now all those guys are thrust into more prominent roles. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very curious how they can make that work. Give me your starting five for them. Uh, Dinwiddie at the one, Beal at the two, mm-hmm. Kuzma at the three. Hachimura mm-hmm. at the four, and I guess Brian at the five, which it probably would Gafford, be. you know. Gafford is an easy plug-in for that for if Brian isn't healthy. I would probably start, to be honest, I, would, I think I would start Gafford even if Brian is healthy. That's what I was thinking. I think I would start Gafford. Montrezl comes off the bench. 100%. <laughs> you can't get stops, you, you don't belong in the starting line. Did you say Berton's starting? No, right? Uh, can't get stops. You not in the starting lineup. <laughs> and you said KCP at the two? I forgot I mean, about KCP. No, no, no. They might uh, start KCP and put like Beal at the three or Kuzma at the four. Yeah, I don't know. They got options. Well, the, the point, yeah, I was going to say the point is you guys have options finally. Thank God. Aaron Holiday was a solid backup point guard pickup. At least Raul Neto doesn't have to be out there so long. I just um, I'm, I never want to see a three point guard lineup ever in my fucking life in a Wizards uniform and on a Wizards court. You got something you have three point guards on the roster anymore? Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dinwiddie, Neto, and Holiday. That, there's no way they do that. That's crazy. You guys got Corey Kispert, too. I don't know if you guys use him. He's kind of a shooter, right? From uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like him the little bit I saw, but he could be a guy. I, I see that his skill set could easily yeah. um, like translate better into the league. Yeah, McDermott uh, style, maybe? Kind of, yeah. yeah. He's not quite as big, but yeah. Just like and a, Denny Avdiha. See how you use him. Finally. Yeah, he, I don't know if he's healed the ankle but I think I think so he got hurt like four times last year 
That's because he had to be like a premier defender. <laughs> he got hurt. It seemed like every time I saw him play, he got hurt in the game. So. You're asking a rookie to get stops. Yeah, and they had him playing every position. Like I, I still don't know what position he actually plays. All right, let's go to the Knicks. <laughs> Why are you dogging the Knicks, man? Why won't they make the playoffs? Kemba's injury prone. Yep. Uh, I think people are ready for Randall now. I mm-hmm. think I think his matchups will attack him a little bit more every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this team just doesn't have the the firepower to keep up with any of the teams we named. <laughs> and again, we know what this they are now. Trash, man. We know what they are now. Yeah, they're roster. They're sucks. they're a really elite defensive team who's dependent on either Randall playing really well or last year it was Derrick Rose. We got we got Evan Fournier. Don't disrespect. That was a good pickup. <laughs> I'm not disrespecting him. Yeah. Mitch Robinson is back. I like it. Why do we have Wayne Seldon on the rock? <laughs> Again, the reason I'm not – I don't think they'll suck is because I, I don't see their defense getting any worse. Yeah, the defense won't get worse. <clears throat> and with right. Thibodeau coaching, no way. Right. But – I'll tell you what, like, to me, their offensive firepower depends on Kemba being available. Yeah. And I just, I don't trust that. Yeah. I mean, Kemba's had a messed up knee for, like, half a decade. We got Emmanuel quickly. We got Rose. Jericho Sims. Great, great draft pick. I hope he plays well. Obi Toppin. I don't know why we didn't make more trades. No, I, I'm ex- I'm still excited about the roster. I'm excited for Kimba to be home in New York. It's just, to me, they have the lowest ceiling out of pretty much everybody we've talked about, and even including oh, Charlotte, yeah. who we didn't talk about. This is not a championship team by any means. It's not a second-round team by any means. Solid first-round team. Solid, but obviously... I think I'll say competitive first. Yeah, I think they'll be more competitive than last year because I think Randall yeah. will play better, at least in the playoffs. Yeah. And then having Mitchell Robinson is huge. Having him back because there were so many times where I was like, man, if we just had another center on the roster. Yep. Because we had Noel, and then like Randall ended up playing center sometimes, so that was a disaster. I don't know why we still have Kevin Knox. I don't know. <laughs> What we're doing with Isn't, him? Uh, Nidalekina is he still there? No, oh, Dallas. God. He went to, Dallas. Go to Dallas. That's right. I was mad because he got another chance in the league, even though I don't think I've seen a guard who deserves less of another chance than him. But right, it's crazy. We picked up Dwayne Bacon from Charlotte. Not a bad pickup. He does his thing sometimes. He's a guy Clinton who Grimes. I've never seen him get significant minutes. Yeah, but like. For some reason, when he's out there, he's competitive. He could, he could be, he could be good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, we got a lot of competitors, man. I like that. But that's it. I don't want to talk about them anymore. It's depressing. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte. I don't really have any deep thoughts on Charlotte. Losing Devonte Graham was painful. Picking up Kelly Oubre was 
nice picking up Miles uh, Plumlee was nice he's from North Carolina I think um, that's really it that's all I got to say yeah I'm, James I'm curious Booknight, nice uh, Booknight was a good pick but I'm curious how Miles Bridges progresses and how LaMelo Ball progress yeah Those I'm curious players. how they how they feel um, Devontae Graham's spot because yeah. he was so, so important for them. I don't see, like, LaMelo just... Because they, they did different things. Graham was kind of a vocal leader for them. He he kind of uh, um, managed the tempo for them. And, you know, LaMelo is still a little shaky on that, in my opinion. Uh, well, Terry, I think Terry Rosier is going to come out looking great. P.J. Washington... <laughs> I hope he hope he hope had a okay summer. <laughs> yeah. Hope he's in the right headspace, focused on the game. I got you. Yeah. 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 I hope he comes in focus. Uh, I mean, I said Miles Plumley. Sorry, Mason Plumley. I got. Um. Yeah, that's that's really it. I hope Book Knight comes out aggressive. Uh, yeah, it looked man. like he was warming up to the NBA, um, tempo. Yeah, in the preseason. He's another guy who I think his play style and skill set fits the league a little bit better. Yeah, it does. Um, but again, to me, their their growth depends on Lamelo being a little bit more consistent. Yep. And kind of getting a little older because I think he'll get stronger and add things to his game. So we'll see. Yeah. Yep. And Hayward's going to be back too because Hayward missed most of the season. Um, their rotation is sneaky, like. Good. Yeah, because, I mean, having Oubre coming off the bench. Yeah, Plumlee's a good I, I assume. Uh, yeah, I assume Plumlee's going to start. But, uh, yeah, Oubre and Book Knight, I mean, those guys are nice. And they got a lot of, like, Wes Iwundu is a sleeper um, rotation guy. Right. I think Kai Jones is an athletic freak. He's going to do something out there. Yeah, they got the Martin twin that's still pretty good. They got Ish Smith from you guys solid rotation guard so yeah i think they're gonna be all right uh yeah Yeah. before we go to the west a quick word indiana i think will suck yeah um cleveland i want to see mobley but i i also think they'll suck i think cleveland's gonna make some trades early that'll be interesting We'll, we'll definitely talk about cleveland a lot more in depth if they do that yeah, I think second month of the season they're gonna somebody's gonna be gone. Who am I miss? Am I missing anybody? Toronto. They're gonna suck. Orlando. They're gonna suck. They're gonna so, suck. Uh, so there's yeah, there's the Eastern goes. Conference. Oh, Detroit sucks. So. Yeah. But they got a lot of you know they got a lot of new faces. Hopefully, I'll get, but, I I just want to catch some of the rookies. Like I, I even want to see the Toronto guy uh, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's besides seeing their rookies, I couldn't care less. Yeah, Toronto's gonna be horrific. In my opinion. I'm curious if Siakam can kind of figure out like what he's good at. Yeah. So maybe maybe if he does that, they don't suck. Like, I think of those teams, Indiana and Toronto are the most, like, competitive throughout the year. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But, like, Indiana was so awful defensively, I don't see that getting better. I think Cleveland would be competitive this year. I could I see do. that. I could see that, yeah. Because they got Jared Allen, too, now for the whole season. Yeah, they're just weird. They kind of got him late. Their roster the is so, like, scram- like scrambled together. Yeah, There's no is. direction to it. I really don't like that. Same thing yeah, with Detroit. I'm looking at Detroit's roster and it's just so so out of control. <laughs> Kelly Olenek, Rodney Magruder, Trey Lyles, Jeremy Grant, Killian Hayes, Frank Jackson, Josh Jackson, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, Hamidou Diallo, Luca Garza, Corey Joseph, Isaiah Livers. I don't know what direction they're going. I kind of like hearing it. I kind of like it a little more. Why is Jared Cunningham on their roster? Is that a mistake? <laughs> 2K15 yeah, dunk. I can't believe he's in the champion. league. It's crazy. But yeah. let's go to the West, man. We got to talk about a lot of still a lot more West teams. All right. A lot of wild cards in the West, I would think. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's uh who are we going to talk for a long time in the West though? I think we've got in the long let's go to Portland I guess Portland didn't trade Damian Lillard obviously the only productive decision they made it looks like they um, you know Damian and Chauncey are committed to you know discovering each other oh yeah firing Terry Stotts was another one right uh, let's see their roster. Mm. Oh yeah, we talked about this. They made a bunch of just random pickups that, you know, they kind of just took one of those like um, you know, those pointy <laughs> things like the inmates go and volunteer to pick up trash with. They like took one of those out yeah. to free agency and just. I don't even want to laugh to be honest. This <laughs> nobody like a lot of the teams we've talked about. I I like their off season. Pretty much almost every team we've talked about. I like their off season. Yeah, even the bad. Every every team in the East made good off season. Moves, yeah, even the honestly. bad teams. At least they made moves. Yeah, they, I think every single East team made good moves. Well, maybe not Indiana, but. Every other team did. Yeah. Uh, Portland sat there like they're good enough. <laughs> if there was one thing that we could definitively say about Portland, is they're not good enough. It's the only thing that Damian Lillard said himself last season. You look at this. He said, no disrespect to my guys. I love my, my teammates. But when you look at this roster, no one says this is a championship roster. He said those words. So, one of the best leaders in the league said that. Yeah. In Portland, being the the potentially trash organization they are, did nothing. Got he signed Ben Mclemore and Cody Zeller and Larry Nance Jr. Whew, the depth has been figured out, folks. And Tony's. That's like that's that's a step above those the the names you listed off for Boston <laughs> and Tony Snell. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, man. I think those the names you listed off for Boston would give all those names for Portland a run for their money. Oh yeah, Archie Diakono would be their best pickup. <clears throat> but my problem again, it's it comes down to Chauncey Billups here. Yeah. And the problem is I've never really seen him coach. So I I just don't know what the play style changes will be. Right. But and the other problem is the core of this team has been together for such a long time. It's hard to make a play style adjustment. Right. Like, you know they're going to be spreading it out, running pick and rolls, uh, playing through Lillard, you know. Again, in the regular season, they show you flashes of all the things you want out of them. Yeah. Except good defense. Right. They never show that. And, right. and that's what kills them. That's what kills yep. them. Even when they were potentially good enough years ago, uh, this team gets into shootouts with everyone. Yeah. I just, they're like shocked all the time of why Damian Lillard has to be spectacular. It's because you don't defend. Yeah. And I, none of those names make a significant upgrade for that. Nope. I mean, they played, all those guys play defense, but the, it doesn't matter when the team isn't committed to playing team defense. Anything as them playing, they play defense and then they come back on the other end and do absolutely nothing. It's, you know, they don't play both ends. That's the problem. Yes. Like, never. Even a guy like Tony Snell, he's, you know, really long arms. He chases guys around pretty well, you know, like around those back screens, double screens. He does a pretty good job chasing them around, but then you come back on offense and he's just, he's disappeared on the court. He's invisible. He's playing four on five. Yeah. I just, I don't understand how you look at those pickups and say like, all right, we'll be good to go. <laughs> and I hope I hope it finally reflects. This is their problem: is it doesn't reflect in the standings enough. No, it doesn't. I I'm I, I don't even I love Lillard, but I want this team to miss the fucking playoffs. I want Lillard to demand to be traded at the trade deadline. I'll tell you what I think. the The only thing that will save me to at least having some respect for the organization. Is if they start struggling, they move McCollum. Yeah, it's time. Even if they don't get the package they necessarily want, yeah, it's time. Yeah, we keep we've talked about it for two three years. It's time for dr- something drastic to happen, bro. I don't. I won't care about that if Nurkic is still there. I really won't. Cause the, cause I I I'm still on the side of believing that. Lillard and McCollum can work, but if Nurkic is still just a D man in the paint, a cone in the paint, it's just, it's a waste of time. Because like if they go and they got Beal from you guys from McCollum, it wouldn't make a difference. Nope. If they went and got Chris Middleton, it wouldn't make nope. a difference. Because Nurkic is still gonna be a trash can. A, a complete and utter trash can. Yeah. And it bothers me because, like, it, it's not that he can't play basketball. 
Oh, it's the right. same shit with Russ. It's like, dude, why don't you think on the court ever? Right. You make every wrong decision and then get a highlight and think you're playing well. And the fact that they have to dumb down their offense so much for him is is just it's really bad. And it only looks like, like it's no... for him. Well, well, yeah, because it's, that's all they can do when he's there. So I mean, like I, when I say that, I mean their tempo has to change when he's on the court. Tempo slows down. No one can go to the basket because he like posts up in the middle of the court, like right on the middle of the free throw line. <laughs> He decides to post up so no one can go around him. He gets the ball. He palms it. He looks around and never actually has any intentions of passing it. Then he takes bad shots. One-footed fadeaways. It's just... It's disgusting. Floaters. He is easily... Is something... He's easily the dumbest third-best player on any team in the league. Oh, yeah. For sure. Easily. And if you want to be a contender... You can't, your top five, I can't look at one of them and say he's the dumbest player in the league. Right. And I confidently look at Nurkic for the last two and a half years and say, I don't think there's a dumber center in the league. Yeah. And he's probably top 10 skill-wise. Yeah, as far as like complete package? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. He's all around, he can can do it all, but it's, it's like, dude, you're not Jokic. Why do you keep trying to be? Right. I'm just that but makes it, no sense. But the worst part is man, he tries to be like he tries to be better. That's what's worse. Like I'd rather him like completely copy Jokic's game. Not go try to be I'm Jokic plus this and plus that. No, you're not. It's disgusting. You're none of it. It makes me literally sick. <laughs> yeah, man. So for me, that would be the one thing I'm like, all right, so now they're really trying to do something. Because I think, I don't know any big men that are like a, really available right now. I'm trying to think. I guess I really can't think of any. I can't think of like a particular player that if they had him over Nurkic that it, they'd be making a big change. But I mean, even like if they had Dwight over Nurkic... Not like a straight up trade, but for somehow they lost Nurkic and they picked up Dwight, I'd say, okay, well, look, they're looking to do something else with their offense and their defense. So, it, it, again, it's we're at the point with him now where it's just addition by subtraction. Yeah, at this point, true. I don't care if you get somebody close to his skill or, or talent. I just, I just get somebody to fill the position at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Pau Gasol coming out of retirement to just hack a, some guys out there. Yeah, and my God, it, again, it's it's to the point where, like you said, the offense is dumbed down. Everything around their play style, all the issues of their play style, ends with him. Yeah, all of it. Yep. So, like, Dame, yeah, Dame and CJ could be better individual defenders. But nobody yeah. in the league could stay in front of somebody all night, right? And when you're sending your guys, when you're sending the, your matchup to the help, and he gets whatever he wants, that shit is demoralizing. Yeah, and that's what happens routinely with them. And then Nurkic thinks he's going to control the offense too. Yep. So 
I, if Chauncey, the only thing that'll make me think that Chauncey could be a difference maker as far as coaching yeah. is if Cody Zeller's minutes go up and Nurkic's minutes go down. That is, if, I don't if know there's, how Cody Zeller looks out there, but that's I'm, fine. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if he's getting cooked. Mm-hmm. He 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 knows his game. That's that's what I need as a big man. Yeah, and I'm at the point now where if that if something with Nurkic doesn't happen, trade, decreased minutes, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if Lillard's averaging forty. I don't yeah. care if him and McCollum finally look great together. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They'll they'll lose to like a, a inconsistent Dallas team in the first round. Oh, for sure, for sure. Donovan Mitchell averaging forty, I guess them in a for quick sure. five game series. Yeah, easily. Yep. So it, it frustrates me, man. I hate that they had the off season they had. Yeah, me too, man. And no draft picks. I mean, just all L's, really. Top to bottom. Okay, on a lighter note, Golden State is back. Clay is back. He looks great. He's laughing and joking. He got his afro back. What are they doing, man? They got Iggy back. Avery Bradley. Bialitsa. Chris Chioza, uh, they drafted Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. Um, I really have one they got focus. Otto Porter Jr. I have huh? one focus with them, and uh, I, I like their kind of looking back. I like their draft pick more because mm-hmm. the only thing I could really think of as like hurting this team quickly is front court health. Mm-hmm. I think Wiseman's had injury problems. You know, Draymond's getting up there in age, and, yeah. and Draymond over the last like seven, eight years, Draymond has played really heavy minutes. Yeah. So you know that's that's always a concern. Uh, what's his name? The the big man who's like kind of uncoordinated, but Looney. Looney. Yeah. Looney's a guy who's had injury problems the last couple years. Yeah. So to me, the only thing I'm concerned about is their front court health. Yeah. But besides that, we talk about Boston easily leaping into the next tier and easily having home court in the first round. Yeah. I I could see Golden State being the number one seed in the West. Me too. This team is back, like you said. <laughs> and again, this is another team that has. Everyone on their roster is a contributor. 100%. Everybody. Just listen to this roster. James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Clay Thompson, Otto Porter Jr., Jordan Poole, Gary Payton II, Michael Mulder, Moses Moody, Kevon Looney, Draymond Green, Andre Godala, Jonathan Kaminga, Damian Lee, Steph Curry, Chris Chioza, Avery Bradley, by elites, I don't know how to say his first name, and I guess they just gave Jordan Bell a free check. Jordan Bell's <laughs> back with them. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he in like? I swear he was bouncing around the league all off season. He was, yeah. Okay, he was in Cleveland yeah. or something, or maybe Minnesota. Cleveland. He was in Minnesota 
he went to Minnesota right from them. Then he went somewhere else. I forgot, but he went to Minnesota for Wiggins, I think. When that happened, but yeah, man. I mean, everybody I named can get on the. Maybe other than Bell, everybody I named can get on the court and give you good minutes. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to put anybody on the court. Nobody. Yeah, and this team, uh, they're similar to Miami, where I I really trust their play style. Oh yeah. Like the reason there's a lot of teams you like you said all those names that all could be contributors. Yeah. Not not every team in the league could do that with those names. Right. That's true. So. I think their their play style is really good. It's just about health for them. Yeah, and really just help health from the big three. Of course, you know, no one else's health matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, no disrespect to all the other guys, but nobody else's health matters. Yeah, I mean, the big guys, you know, be nice for them, but you know. As long as they got the Splash Brothers and Draymond, you know, they're straight. Everybody else, you, you can figure it out. I think I think uh, if if you were to ask me for like a surprise MVP candidate, maybe not surprise, but like a guy some a lot of people wouldn't expect, Steph is an easy answer. Oh yeah, wouldn't expect he's already a two time MVP. Yeah, but this team's finally like. It's very balanced. Like there's a lot more balance on it now. Yeah, it is. but I can see, in spite of that balance, I can see Steph doing exactly what he did last year. But that's when he plays best. When you can't double him, exactly. You can't help. You know, you can't help out the corner on on Clay or Auto. You can't even help out the corner on Auto Porter Jr. No. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's gonna be nice. Hopefully, Drake. and now, go ahead. With this team, I'm glad they kept Wiggins right now. Yeah. I know they were looking at some other moves. You know, like Wiggins and Wiseman for Carl Anthony Towns. That's fire. But I like Wiggins on this team now. Because Wiggins, I don't know what position or what even on the depth chart they use him at. If they bring him in as six man or if they start him, I don't know. But I like it so far. So. Yeah, I completely I'm agree. I'm excited for this team. <clears throat> I'm excited. They're, they're probably my. I'm most excited for them in the West, just because. Nice to see the Splash Brothers back again, back I'm, together I, again. It's just uh, the Lakers. It's so exciting because the Lakers could be like completely awful, <laughs> and they could be completely unstoppable. That's what's so exciting about the Lakers. Right. That's true. But good thing about the Warriors, I don't think there's any scenario where they're awful. Oh no. So. No that's. Way. I think that's why I'm more excited. Uh, let me ask you this: Does John Wall make any team better that we've talked about today, at least? That we've talked about today. Yeah. Mm. Does he tip the scale for any team, even slightly? Brooklyn, slightly. John Wall in Brooklyn? Okay. Slightly. Okay. But besides that... Is that because of Kyrie or... Yes and no. Okay. 
Uh, I just I don't want Harden to be the like the only de- genuine point guard option. Yeah. Uh, so that that to me I think helps them just having somebody else running the show a little more. Yeah. Um, but besides, I mean, you know, Lowry to Miami that takes that spot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Drew Holiday was exactly the pickup they needed. You think he helps? I think we talked about it, but. Um, off air though, do you think he helps the Clippers or no? He doesn't make them better. Okay. Like he's a good pick. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think he makes a meaningful improvement for them. Gotcha. I think he would help. Um, I think him on Phoenix would be a sleeper. Yeah. I, I don't know if they'd. You know, if they would have to give something up for him, um, or if if the if Houston just plans on buying him out, I don't I don't even know what that process is going to be at this point. But um, I think he could be a solid backup for for um, CP. I, I uh, kind of want him to give Houston another year. I know I don't think he already, would. I'm pretty sure he won't. But yeah, they already talked about him. Um, them negotiating a buyout, so. But I like this Houston's. I like how Houston's roster looks now. Yeah, we talked because they about had it last a lot year. of guys out. We talked about it last year. Is the the pieces? No, we talked about it like throughout the summer, uh, considering who they drafted, yeah. and just how certain guys improved over the course of last year. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think they'll be an exciting team. I don't know if they'll, they'll probably won't win a lot of games, but. They're not going to be like a joke. Right. They got Tice. They got, um, you know, Christian Wood is back. He looks good so far. Um, yeah, Jalen Green looks better and better every time I see him. He's tough, man. He's really, really tough. And they got DJ Augustine. I forgot they picked him up. I mean, not that he so adds too good, many wind it's chairs. He's a good but... uh, backup guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric Gordon is back healthy. They got Dante Exum somehow. Yeah, they may do some stuff. I mean, like you said, they're not going to win a lot of games. And with Wall leaving, 99% chance of him leaving. I don't know. But good start. Who else you want to talk about in the West? You want to talk about Dallas or Denver? Let's talk about Denver, because we haven't heard much about Murray's health. Right. Uh, no, they haven't. haven't, like, I haven't seen that he's available to start the year. Right. Um, Michael Porter Jr. got extended. They got Jeff Green. Yeah, yeah. It, that was something we didn't really talk about, was Michael Porter getting the bag. Yeah, the huge bag. Huge yeah. bag. Uh, kind of. I would yeah. be kind of mad if I was John Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, which I again, it's different situation, different team, but it, it's yeah. just interesting to me because Denver's always looked hesitant to buy in to Michael mm-hmm. Porter on the court, mm-hmm. but clearly they see the potential to give him this much money. Yeah. But it also it also tells you okay. It also gauges where they value him, even if they weren't to keep him. You know, 
I think they're. I mean, obviously, I think they're going to keep him. But let's say for some reason there was a major chemistry issue and they had to trade him. Now we know the price point of what they expect in return for him as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they had to give it to him, though, because he could be on another team averaging 28 points a game probably, honestly. Yeah. He just, when when Murray went down, mm-hmm. uh, he when he played well, their offense, that was the only time their offense looked as explosive as it did with Murray. Yep. So to me, I I hope he continues to get better, which I'm sure he will. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope they buy into playing through him more on the court. Me too. Because they they still kind of just settle him into a role on any given night. Mm-hmm. And I hope they kind of give him a little more versatility, kind of let him show the flashes of when he was a guard. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I love that they committed to him because that's something I couldn't really pinpoint whether they were willing to do. Mm-hmm. And clearly, this was a this is our guy. We want him. They signed Tariq Black. They do they he's have the best the, starting he's five? Still like a available option to sign. <laughs> yeah, when was the last time that's he was in the league? league? Like four years ago. I think Kobe was playing when he was in the Yeah. Game. I remember Kobe throwing him a lob. I remember Kobe um, throwing him a pass that he dropped. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That's he used cool. to have some vicious dunks, though, yeah, he's <laughs> randomly. Athletic. He's got NBA athleticism, for sure. Yeah, he does. Uh, do they have the best starting five in the West? With Murray healthy? <clears throat> with Murray healthy, with Gordon there, yeah. Murray, Barton, Porter, Gordon, and um, Jokic. Yeah, I, I hate that they lost Gary Harris. Because he was such a perfect, like, everybody eats while he has to be, like, the defender and, and hustle guy yeah. uh, while still contributing. But Barton is more of a wild card. Yeah. Uh, but I expect big things from Denver, man. I, I think they'll... They'll be in the conversation for best team in the West, just like they've been the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so too. This is, you know, we talked about depth, and this team's depth is just in the toilet right now. They have Austin Rivers, PJ Dozier, Jeff Green, Monty Morris, Jamichael Green, and after that. Uh, Georgie Biz, I'm not even gonna say his name. Don't know. I don't even that, know how to pronounce his name. That is Bull Bull, of course. Campazzo, of course. Peter Cornielli, never heard of him. Vlatko Kankar, Marcus Howard, they never gave him a shot. Bones Highland, never heard of him. And Zeke, he's nice, Najee. bro. I've seen I've seen clips of him. He could go. Najee? No, no, no. Bones Highland. I haven't seen him play. All right, we'll see if he because he he looked good in the <laughs> we'll summer see. league. He had a couple good, really good summer league games. Okay. Uh, he's 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 like a slasher, but you're completely right that their their depth. Reading that <laughs> out, I'll be like, yo, that depth sucks. <laughs> 
Yeah. But, but, but you know, I give him a slight okay. pass because a lot of those guys who on paper look like bad depth yeah. just played well in the playoffs. Yeah. So, like, and the, I, I one think One thing they're helps. good at is... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just think it helps a lot. One thing they're really good at is sprinkling depth in with their starters. Like, they rarely are five guys on the court that didn't start, you know? Yeah. They rarely go five bench players on the court. They, like, always have at least two starters in there. And if it's only two, it's, like, you know, Porter Jr. and Murray or it's Jokic and Murray, Jokic and Porter Jr. It's, like, one of the big – two of the big three. So that's one thing I think Denver's always been good at. Like, okay, if we're going to go Jeff Green and Austin Rivers, we need Jokic, we need Murray, we need Porter. You know, if we throw Bones Highland in there, we need Jokic and Murray to stay in there. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but I my thing is I was just I was like surprised and impressed with a lot of their guys in the playoffs. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. Monty Morris up. Monty Morris practically outplayed CJ McCollum in their in that series. Unfortunately, he did. Unfor- very unfortunately, but <laughs> Uh, I thought Austin Rivers was a great signing midseason for them. He was. Very um, underrated ob- signing. Obviously, Aaron Gordon was a, a perfect fit. Yep. Uh, and uh, just looking at even Compazzo, who, you know, I, I don't think either of us think too highly of him, just being able to plug him in when somebody misses time and him yeah. having that experience from last year, I think he's a, a more capable contributor. Yeah. So, yep, and he he's fearless. He doesn't back down. He doesn't exactly. let really doesn't let people expose him, which is you know he does his thing. Yeah. All right, let's talk about another team that did. I should say virtually nothing, but let's talk about the Jazz, man. The Jazz signed Hassan Whiteside, Eric Pascal. And Rudy Gay. And then they drafted um, Jared Butler. Nice draft pick. Uh, You know the problem for Utah is, because a lot of teams, this happens to a lot of the middle of the pack playoff teams, is they they get stuck in like purgatory as far as how good and bad they are. Uh huh. And the problem is, a lot of the times, it's it's a little bit more clear when you're a first-round exit. Mm-hmm. When you're just a team that can make the playoffs but can't really beat anybody, you know, that, that kind of clears it up as to, okay, we're not good enough, like, we have to make moves. Yeah. Utah is a step above that because yep. they're, they are capable of winning a round. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them getting out of the second round. Right, and this is kind of where they've been stuck. Is they've been able to beat their first opponent pretty much every year, mm-hmm. but it's the second round that kills them every year. And you know what that means? They're, that means their best player is good, but it's everybody else that needs to change. And we've known that, right? And to me, all those teams that are like that, we have Portland. We have Utah uh, in the East. Quinn Snyder's you know, still their coach, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He got the he got a big bag last year, remember? That's right. I think early last year he got a bag. Here's what I'm looking at with them. And and a lot of that is on Quinn Snyder. If if they because there is like I think they're capable of getting better. Mhm. The problem is they don't seem to learn from their like why they lose in the playoffs. Right. There's no way you watched Terrence Mann get 40 and still think that we'll just our defense will just play through Gobert. There's no way you watched Terrence Mann get 40 and say we're still going to just rock with Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles as our four, three and four. But that's like that's so, something I don't think if they didn't have an active offseason, they can't change that. Well, that's, what, that's the problem. They didn't have a good enough active offseason. Royce O'Neal was playing power forward at 6-4 in the playoffs. No, you're right. Uh, like, that's just at insane. the end of the day, we're on the same page where they're not good enough. <laughs> I, not I good think enough. if they get a good first round, obviously they could beat Portland. Yeah. They could beat, like, if the Clippers are still going into the first round without Kawhi, they could beat the Clippers, I think. Yeah. Probably. But are they beating any of the real contenders? No, they're not. Lakers, Golden State. I don't think they could beat Denver. And probably not Denver. Yeah. yeah. Denver would be the closest, but definitely not Golden beat State Phoenix. or LA. They're not beating Phoenix. Phoenix is out of their league. They're not beating Phoenix. But like you said, the problem is the roster, like the rest of the team, isn't good enough. But I haven't seen like attempts to change that year to year not not with like not with an active offseason or trades but the play style is the same exactly that's that's my problem you, with them all, all they're doing is fixing you know the fixing the bench doesn't change how you play and doesn't necessarily make you better it makes you be able to play longer but very few bench guys make you better you know Yes. We look at throughout the league. What team like gets four bench guys and it makes them immediately a championship team? You know, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and you know what? Another thing I I kind of want to see from them, and again specifically Quinn Snyder. Like, let's explore what we could do with this roster. Mm-hmm. It's they have their like system of. Either the Donovan Mitchell show or the like the knockoff San Antonio like ball movement thing they they do yeah, yeah. of just passing and like almost like running curls like a high school team yeah um but my thing is like okay Gobert spent a good chunk of the series getting cooked but I never saw the okay Gobert doesn't fit against his team let's try another lineup. Right. That that's what I want to see. Again, I don't think they're good enough, but it they don't try to be better. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at with them. I would like to see them do something around the trade deadline, something meaningful. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, I, I just I hope they explore how they could play towards the playoffs. Right. Because I, I feel like they they act like Donovan Mitchell has to carry them. And I think they could do other things. But the thing is, with their play style, they rely on guys who aren't consistent players to be consistent. Like That comes back to haunt them every playoff year. 
every time. And then Donovan has to take over. Like, I, I'm with you. They do act like that, but it's because they keep letting Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles take 10-plus shots a game, and it's not working. And then if Bogdanovich isn't getting 25 out of nowhere or Clarkson isn't coming in off the bench getting a solid, like, 18, it's just like we can't just keep doing the five guards out there, four guards and go bear thing, and just right. keep working with guys who really aren't scorers. You're right. And you just keep having a bunch of role players just trying to see which one of them is going to step up or which one of like which three of them will equal another player having a good game. I, I so just tough, man. I guess another way for me to put it would be I, I want to see more in-game adjustments. Mm-hmm. Just thinking back to the Clippers series like they defended them like they kind of tried to funnel them to having to pass the ball to the guys you don't and you and Ann I don't trust. Right. And but Quinn Snyder didn't do anything about it. Like, nope. like the Clippers are specifically making Royce O'Neal a decision maker because that's not his game. Yep. And you're letting him struggle doing that. And then, like, the following game or, like, a half into it, you're finally putting another guy in that position. Like, that that's a timeout adjustment. Yeah. So I, I just don't see enough of that. I agree. I agree. And the other thing is, I like Clarkson coming off the bench. Was he six man of the year? Yes. Six man of the year is great. But generally, I don't want my six man to limit my best player. Like, if they're on the court at the same time. And that could be play style. That could be just who Jordan Clarkson is. I mean, it could be either one. But Clarkson comes in and is like, Donovan has to... He has to completely change how he was playing before he got in there. You know, it's almost like they made a trade for like another best player while in mid game sometimes. Um, yeah. It just gets messy, man. It gets messy because Clarkson has to come down and score like every time, and then they have n- nothing else. Everyone else is just standing around watching. That's what so. they fall back into way too often. They do. Either Donovan Mitchell has to save the starting lineup or Clarkson has to save the bench. Right. And again, and they can't coexist. Both of those guys, like you said, to start with, maybe, I don't know about Clarkson, but like Donovan is good enough. Yeah, he is. But that's not getting you through the playoffs. Right. So hopefully we see some growth from them. But i not not too confident <laughs> in that. I like Rudy Gay as a pickup. Um, I think you know. I like all. I like Pascal as a pickup. I like Pascal as a pickup a lot. A lot. And see that, I, like I Pascal is a guy who I could throw out if Gobert is getting cooked by his matchup. Yeah, like that's a and potential he's another guy move who to make. You don't have to keep messing around with having guards playing power forward. You have someone who actually can play power forward, who can spread the floor, exactly. mismatch. Exactly. You know, he's strong. Rudy Gay is another guy, spread the floor, mismatch, veteran. So, all right. Uh, You want to talk about Memphis or New Orleans? Memphis, definitely. Okay. Does Memphis get better than they've been the last two years? Not to me. 
I think Valachunas was the perfect big man for them. Uh, I like Steven Adams. Yeah, I think Steven Adams is cool. I like what he did with Westbrook. You know, it looks it worked pretty well, but I, I don't I don't know how I like them like him on this team. I like the dynamic Valentunas brought to this team. Valentunas big... went to the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Okay. That to me was a big switch for them, play style wise. But I think Dylan Brooks emerging is nice. I think getting Jarrett Culver is pretty cool. I think Brandon Clark emerging is nice. Jaron Jackson should be healthy all season this year. Um, I like Eve's Ponds. I like what I've seen from him so far. My fellow uh, Tennessee alumni. That's it, though, man. I don't think they got better at all. They, they didn't get better. Think... And, and their roster is... Like, we, we've kind of seen what their ceiling could be. Yeah. And they took a step down to me. My thing is... That. Like, my thing is... Uh, if, if they are to get better... It comes down to their mm-hmm. star player. Morant? It's Morant's got to continue to get better as a point guard. Yeah. He's got to continue to get more consistent with how he makes decisions. He can't just be a, a showtime player. No, he can't. There's, there's got to be more. We got to be able to, you got to be able to be involved in half court sets. Yep. You got to be able to keep the defense honest as far as taking shots. Uh, like I do think individually, I think either last year or the year before, remember I criticized him not really having a floater. Yeah. He's worked on that. He has. Yeah. So he is getting better. And I'm curious for this team to, to have potential to take step forward. It's got to start with him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't have too much else to say about them. No. Uh, the roster is atrocious. <laughs> Uh, but they always you know, overachieve, so I think they'll do the same thing this year. Yeah, but Valachunas gave him so much, so much inside, man. So much. He worked so hard. And Steven Adams has those lulls where he just... He doesn't work like that sometimes hard, Sometimes he right. just... He will just watch somebody drive to the basket. Or he'll just like push his man into the other guy. He's just—he's lazy sometimes when he doesn't have to be because he's, a, you know, he's really athletic. He's a beast, great touch, but he's not going to give you that um, work ethic that. Yeah, Valanchunas he doesn't have like that Valanchunas ethic or like an Aiton or like a Mesa Plumley. Right. I I would right. like to see more from from him with that. Yeah, so we'll see if he brings that, but. That's really it. Memphis would Being be the Chris team, Dunn though. Chris Dunn does nothing. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. Could be. How old is he now? I wonder. 93. 20... 7, 8? Eight. 8. Yeah, 28. Let's talk about the Pelicans a little bit, though. Okay. Very exciting. I, I love what they did. Yeah. Uh, they clearly yeah. addressed the coaching problem. Yep. Uh, I think the team is the team has a little bit more of like a structure moving forward. Yep. Uh, we're we've committed two like two star players, so now we could build around that. And they added vets. 
and they added yeah. vets, which is exactly what you got to do to help young stars progress. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the reason I like them a lot is because they had a very self-aware offseason. They did. And, and, you know, they added contributing vets. I think Garrett Temple, I'm not a fan of his, but he comes to a team and he immediately brings very this, like, very competitive. He brings this, like, um, this, you know, backup leadership where, like, he, I feel like he talks to all the bench players. He's, like, the captain of the bench players, you know? Yeah. Sadoransky, uh, been a team player his whole career. He's played all over the world. A lot of minutes. Plays with all different kind of guys. Yeah, Menace, he's very versatile, could play a bunch of positions. He's just a baller. Just put him out there, he'll play whatever he needs to play. I liked them picking up Herb Jones. <clears throat> I think they drafted him. He, uh, Alabama, I think. Uh, really athletic, long. He played like every position there. I th- think he was nice. He's a nice backup to Brandon Ingram if he ever emerges at that point. And then, um, you know, obviously Valachunas, huge, works hard. Him and Zion are going to be ridiculous on the boards. Um, he's a really good putback guy. That's one thing Adams doesn't do that well. Adams is kind of like, kind of like how Tyson Chandler would rather tap it out than get the rebound yes. and just. Adams try to has score always again. been like that, also. Yeah. Yeah, Valachunas, he gets the rebound. He's going right back up. But the problem, like the difference, is is. Tyson was such a menace on the boards that yeah. it made an impact because he's getting so many extra possessions. Yeah. Adams does it every now and then. It doesn't really matter. Right. Otherwise, he just kind of more prevents the other guys from getting rebounds yeah. more than he gets rebounds. So, uh, Valachunas changes that. And then my favorite pickup, man, Devontae Graham. A steal from Charlotte. And he's the legit point guard that they, you know, were kind of looking for out of um, Ball. Ball's, you know, not really a leader. He's really silent. He's isolated. And Graham is the guy, he's been a leader his whole basketball career. Led Kansas for four years. Then he came to, you know, Charlotte, kind of a late bloomer. But as soon as he got his shot, he, like, became a leader before he even, like, fully emerged as an actual player. So and, and I, completely I think, I think agree. he's a great pickup. I, great pickup for them, man. I, Kept Hart. Yeah. I don't know what Jackson Hayes' situation is going to be, but I do think him. I think it's huge that uh, Graham is specifically a play style leader. Yeah, he like is. he leads by example really well, and that's because I didn't think they needed Lonzo to be like a vocal leader necessarily. Mm-hmm. But they needed like they needed somebody to step up and like raise their level of aggression. Yeah. And Graham is exactly like the name I would think if I'm looking for a guy like that. And he's a big shot taker, big shot maker. You know, he's one of those guys that if if the play was for Ingram and Ingram's not there, he's taking it, and yeah. that's it. And he lives with that, and that's how he rolls. You know. Not going to force it to somebody. He's just going to do what he does. He's just a good basketball player. Yeah. He is. Again, their their development comes down to Ingram and Zion's improvements. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have a, one concern I think I have for them is their defense was awful. 
yeah, last yeah. year. And I just, a lot of that I think is some of the personnel they still have. Because uh, Zion is very, very disappointing defensively so far. Yeah. Uh, like Adams, Valanciunas rebounding you upgraded, but defensively, you know, I, to me it's not a significant upgrade. No. Uh, so, Valanciunas is good, like back to the basket defender, but he's not a good help defender at all. Right. So to yeah. me, if they are if they're serious about making a playoff push, they're gonna have to defend. Yeah, they are. So that's yeah. probably the biggest key for them, even beyond their star improvements. Yep, yep. And we'll see what Willie Green does with that. Oh yeah, um, he has He's been around. Jaron Collins time. is his assistant coach. He has Corey Brewer as assistant player development. So I, I like that. I like the ex players, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of you know. A lot of experience. And Willie Green was on the Warriors for a while as an assistant, right? Yeah, he was on the Warriors, and I believe he went somewhere else after that. He was coaching Detroit Mercy, it says. Okay, so he has and some I think coaching was... experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does. Yep. Yep. Good hire. Uh, I'm not sure all the coaching experience he has, but, um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, who else do we have in the West that is really worth mentioning? I think this is the first time the East is a lot better than the West. My opinion. I agree. Minnesota, I have nothing to say. Trash. Nothing at all. A lot of losses. Um, Houston, we already talked about. San Antonio, I have nothing to say. Sacramento, Didn't I fix, have nothing to say. Yeah, I, I don't like when teams don't address their biggest issue. Yeah. And when it's so glaring like it is in San Antonio, it it really bothers me that they didn't address that. And Oklahoma City, I have nothing to say. Oh, I wouldn't. They're they're a contender. They're a favorite for first pick in the draft <laughs> next year. Yeah, they're just gonna rock with the young guys until yeah they hit it big. I guess. I mean, they have a lot of picks coming up, so. They could easily suck for a couple years and then, you know, go go off. Trust, trust the process. I don't have anyone else in the... Oh, Dallas. I don't have much to say about Dallas. I, I don't think they've made any significant changes today. I, I told you, I think, last year. Uh, to me, Luka just needs to get in better shape. Yeah, Luka get, needs to get in better shape. I think the... Obviously, the coaching change is significant, but uh, I think they'll just need to just play around Luca better. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, really. And it's more so like him being a little more engaged in the game because yeah. he's kind of he's he's either dominating the game or he's just letting the team play without him. Right. And uh, I would like to see a little more balance, a little more. A little more involvement, like not while not necessarily getting like a ridiculous stats. Yeah, uh, but you, I saw it in the later Clipper games. He ran out of gas every game. Yeah, just like I talked yep. about with Embiid against the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they they got Reggie Bullock. They got. Um... Good re- Obviously, Frank. Good replacement Tilakina. for uh, losing Richardson. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really solid replacement. Yeah. And I think that is it as far as pickups. They had Sterling Brown, Moses Brown. You know, I would like to see also, well. I guess, in when we get to the playoffs, uh, I need Porzingis to be the second best player. Yeah. You know, I'm not, ex- I'm I, not asking you to eat, but don't just be another teammate. You think he's going to do that with <laughs> Jason Kidd's stern motivations? I, I don't know, man. I He's a hard <laughs> guy to figure out. So, yeah. It also, it also, there seems to be some kind of chemistry issue between him and Luca, even though I don't think it's like too significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't like, I don't see them interacting on the court. Yeah. Uh, there's really no leadership. Or, or friendship between the two of them. So. And, you know, I didn't really see a lot of um, plays for both of them to get off from Carlisle. And not that Carlisle wasn't doing a good job. I think he was. But it was more like a... Like using Porzingis as just another good player out there. And Lucas still running the show versus having, like, any two-man game, yeah. any pick-and-roll, like, isos or triangle offense, anything like that for them. I didn't see a lot of it. Yeah. but a, and part of it is because Luca. I, I don't see Luca catch and shoot often. So it's like, you know, if he's, he has to dribble. Yeah, it's very hard with the, how he dominates the ball to create. Yeah. Um, but like, and the team suffers for, because of that. But to me, Porzingis was fine. so, like average that some mm-hmm. of it is like you have to be more aggressive yeah uh, because like I saw a guy a guy for them who I kind of hoped would be their third best player and he did start to show flashes was Tim Hardaway Jr. yeah and it really wasn't a coaching adjustment or anything like schematically it was just him being more aggressive looking for his shot more yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of the games I remember watching, that's all Perzingis. I was I wanted Perzingis to do is just to try to score more, be mm-hmm. more of a threat. Like don't just kick out to whoever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then there was other times I also felt that it looked like Porzingis wasn't gonna get another chance when he got the ball. It was like. He didn't get a lot of room to make mistakes. And, you know, with guys like that, you got to let them get a couple shots off, feed him again, get a shot off, feed him. And if he doesn't, you know, then you move on from it. But it seemed like sometimes he'd take a ill-advised shot or maybe it wasn't great shot. And then we wouldn't see Porzingis, like, touch the ball or on offense again for the rest of the quarter. You know, and like you said, that goes on him as well because he could fight. He's seven three; he can get rebounds. But yeah, it definitely seemed like a maybe it's a confidence issue. I don't know. Uh, Some of it, I I also agree. I think could be attributed to coaching because, like he he floated on the perimeter almost completely. Yeah. Yeah, and and I didn't see an effort to get him inside. Not me either. It's one thing if you're not you they're trying to get you to cut and you're instead of posting up at the block, you're at the wing practically. 
Right. But I didn't really see the designs to try to get him good positioning or like a roll. You know, just again, he's yeah. seven three. Yeah, and even when Luca came out and like they had to go to Brunson and Burke, I saw no nothing saying like, all right, Porzingis is the best player in the game right now. Yeah. So let's use him. I never saw any of that. Yeah. So guards just played like it was five average players out there. Yeah, they played like it was the whole second string. Yeah. It was all second string. So that I thought that was strange as well. Now who who was the coach in New York when he when he got drafted? Um not not Mike uh Woodson. Was it Mike Woodson? It wasn't bro, they've had bombs coaching. They had like Derek Fisher. Was he there to start with? No, no. Okay. I don't think he was there when he was a rookie. Um, maybe it was Woodson or Dan Tony was there at one point. I don't know. I don't know. But whoever it was, definitely had him playing at a completely different level than we saw in Dallas. Even, even given the injury situation, I still thought he would have a little more energy. I haven't even seen him catch like a legit alley oop in a long time. Yeah. And in New York, he was catching him once, twice a game. But again, I I saw more fire from him. In New York, that's what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much of they that brought is him. something out of him. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I but I, he's also healthy coming into the year. Uh, yeah. he did battle some injuries last year, so if if he could stay healthy this year, uh, I'd be curious to see what they look like. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, uh, what else we got, man? Any more NBA? No, we've touched on every team. Uh, okay. Yeah, man, I'm hyped for this season. Next week we could talk about uh, our MVP predictions. Uh, we could predict most of the awards, I think. Yeah, we'll do that next week because we got more to get on today. Um, well, do you want to talk about any NFL today? No, yeah, it's been a while. New to say? Yeah, I'll save it for next week. Save it. Okay. Um, WNBA finals have been exciting so far um just wanted to throw that out there make sure i mentioned them because i've been watching they've been they've been hype tarasi candace parker two of the greatest out there uh what else we got anything i think that's it all right um as always thank you for listening Uh, This concludes episode 158, and um, we will talk to you guys next week. More football, uh, our award predictions for the NBA, uh, and all that. Oh, wait, Fury and Wilder, did you watch it? No, I saw the highlights, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Crazy fight. Yeah, shout out to Fury, man. I mean, we, we mentioned it last pod, so... I want to make sure I um, brought it up again. I almost forgot. Uh, Tyson Fury knocked Deontay Wilder out. I mean, we talked. I'm sure everyone knows yeah. that. Who cares? I had but... a friend. I had a friend who uh, I only talked about the fight after it happened, but he yeah. lost a lot of money betting on Wilder. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and I told him like I wouldn't have put money on Wilder coming into yeah. it. Yeah. Considering what happened last time, so right, 
it's just Wild Wilder has that like thing where you want to root for him, mm-hmm. but there's a clear skill gap here. It is, and a lot of that is just Tyson Fury being great. Yeah, and and you know, as they always say, styles make fights. Tyson Fury has the perfect style to beat Wilder every time. He really does. And the thing is, Wilder tires out. Tyson Fury takes the punch very well. You know. Dude, Fury is gigantic. I think we yeah, talked about it. Like 40 pounds. Yeah, we talked about it. Like, how wild is that? He's huge. Man. He really, he put that weight on and still, like, he didn't look slow. No. That's crazy. And he's very underrated skill-wise as a boxer, I think. Yeah, he is. He is. I I also think that Wilder might have been overrated skill-wise. No, I think he's. I think but, a lot of people realize that he's skill-wise. He sucks. No, but I'm saying before this trilogy, I think he was overrated skill-wise because he had beat so many guys. I agree, but that's because he but was yeah. hiding it by playing to his strengths, knocking dudes out. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talk everything I mentioned earlier. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Follow. All that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.